You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Who are you? For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinker. Among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Good evening. Welcome to the relaunch, the revamp of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and yes, I am back and better than ever. It's great to be here on a Friday night. No more Tuesdays. We've got the weekend ahead of us, boys. We had a great debut on the Sci-Fi Channel for SmackDown. I'm psyched. I am looking forward to Sunday, the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. This was obviously the go-home show for not only SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, as we saw a lot of the SmackDown and Raw talents intermingling tonight. Some very interesting scenarios setting things up for this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. But again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We've got a packed a packed chat room tonight. Thank you, guys. It's nice to be back doing Unplugged, as I always do, and covering something fresh, something new, SmackDown on Friday night. Permanent thing. I'm telling you. Friday is the place to be, guys. Oh. Well, I tell you what. Why don't we go ahead and kick things off with the SmackDown rebound, as it were. So we get things started on SmackDown with an Intercontinental title match. We see 
Dolph Ziggler defending against Montel Vontavious Porter. Very interesting matchup. Last I checked, wasn't MVP on the Raw roster, or did he recently get moved to SmackDown? I'm completely lost in that department. I, I'm just trying to figure out where MVP came from for all this. But regardless of that fact, it's an intercontinental title match. Uh, Dolph comes down to the ring, of course, with uh, the lovely and talented... <laughs> God, I, I get choked up even saying that. Vicky Guerrero. Uh, the match starts off. Uh, we get some German suplex uh, in by MVP. Hits the running kick to the face. At one point, uh, to kind of shake things off, Ziggler ducks a clothesline and uh, rolls out of the ring to kind of get his bearings. At that point, we see the Nexus from out of nowhere attack uh, Dolph Ziggler and then once he's down, they obviously go after uh, MVP. Very interesting segment. So obviously the Intercontinental title match between Dolph Ziggler and MVP is thrown out. It's obviously a no contest. Um, of course, the guys beat the crap out of MVP. You know, the typical Nexus storyline beatdown. Nothing new on this. Uh, Big Show comes down to try to make the save after Gabriel hits a Beautiful 450 splash. One of three tonight. One that he hit perfectly, I might add. Uh, Big Show comes down to the ring. Tries, basically, to get rid of all these guys. Uh, John Cena comes down. uh, Tries to beat up the Nexus. They get away. Uh, The Nexus clears the ring. Backs up the ramp. Then we have Barrett doing his... um, You know, kind of discussing what's going to happen to John Cena at the pay-per-view. Of course, if you don't know, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this Sunday, the stipulation being that if John Cena beats the Nexus, they disband. If the Nexus or Wade Barrett beats John Cena, he has to join the Nexus. So that is going to be interesting indeed, especially with a lot of the uh, spoilers or perceived spoilers coming out. If you've seen the new Survivor Series poster, it shows the Nexus on the Survivor Series, so it's kind of making you wonder if WWE's not taking a page out of TNA's book and telegraphing their booking. But we'll have to see. Uh, of course, Teddy Long comes out, and they ended up making a uh, a five-on-one handicap match later on the night as uh, the big show will take on Nexus. And, of course, Kane will have to face the w the former wwe champion the man who's going up against wade barrett in the hell in the cell john cena so very interesting first segment of course we come back from the break we have uh some diva action as we have Lakel maurice and alicia fox taking on the team of natalia and the bella twins and kelly kelly oh excuse me it's it's an 8 Eight diva match. I'm totally lost here tonight. At any rate, I'm not going to go back and forth through the action here, but uh, basically winner by submission, Natalia, the Bella Twins, and Kelly Kelly as Natalia hits the sharpshooter for the win on, I believe, Maurice. So, and of course, if you didn't know, they have officially announced that the match will be at Hell in a Cell, Natalia, getting her shot against, I believe, Michelle McCool for the Unified Divas Championship. So that is going to be uh, quite interesting. 
Now, the next segment that came up, I thought, was was pretty much hilarious when you think about it. Jack Swagger, the man from Oklahoma, the all-American, American, Oklahoman, comes out, Oklahoma City. <laughs> what an ovation the guy got. And, you know, in true heel form, shits on the crowd. <laughs> And he even has a mascot, ladies and gentlemen. He has brought out an eagle. So, of course, Swagger basically talks about how he's still waiting to be, uh, you know, a recognized figure in Oklahoma. He's waiting for that Jack Swagger Day parade. He wants the key to the city. But it's not happening. And so he and the soaring eagle mascot have decided to go to a place with class. Texas. Oh, yeah. He said that right there. At the Ford Center in Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing if he actually makes it out of the arena later tonight, out of the city. I'm telling you. Uh, You know, being someone who's lived in the South, I've lived in Arkansas, I've lived in Oklahoma, and I've lived in Texas. And, and you know, I'm not a big football fan per se. I do follow it. I am familiar with things. But even I know the rivalry between the Texas Longhorns and the Sooners. I, I, I mean, that's that was perfect, the way he played that out to get the heat from the hometown crowd. Uh, you know, Edge comes down, interrupts this whole promo where basically Jack Swagger's wearing a, a crown and a cape and has proclaimed himself the king. And, you know, Edge tells him, you know, you look ridiculous. The mascot is ridiculous. Anyway, a little bit of chicanery comes down. Obviously, Edge is in the midst of making a nice face turn. So it looks like maybe Edge will be moving to the SmackDown brand uh, in the upcoming weeks as uh, it breaks down between these guys. Swagger leaves the ring and Edge (laughs) spears the eagle. Could it get any better than that, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, I tell you what. I know a lot of people didn't like this segment, but to me, this kind of plays to Edge's strings. You know, again, I'm not a huge Edge fan. I think that his best days have come and gone, but when you put Edge in a program where he is able to do the comic relief, you know, where he's able to have the interaction and, and do goofy stuff, he does well. I mean, who can forget the Edge and Christian five second poses, the things those guys would do? Uh, back in the day, the the, you know, the early 2000s. I, I just, you know, as far as Edge is concerned, like, like I said, I like the guy. I don't have anything against him, but I don't think he has it in the ring. I think his heel persona is just overdone, and he, he tends to rely on somebody like a, like a Vicky Guerrero um, to kind of get himself over. So I want to see if, if, if they actually go through with this face turn for Edge and if they can do something with it. They started this face turn with him, you know, at the Royal Rumble, what last year and it didn't didn't work out because they kind of let it go as soon as wrestlemania was over and his match with jericho he was back to being a heel again so let's see what they do this time i think that jack swagger and edge could probably put together a a good series of matches and i'm a big fan of jack swagger i think this guy's got all the talent in the world you know former world champion it might have been too soon to put the world championship on him but the bottom line here is that Swagger is not a guy that you should forget about. His best years are still ahead of him, 
and I want to see what Edge and Jack Swagger can bring to the table as far as uh, a long-term feud. Uh, Next up on the show, we had another Cody Rhodes, dashing Cody Rhodes uh, grooming tip, this one dealing with the sweaty and stinky armpits. Uh, If you missed that, you definitely need to catch the archive. Very good segment for... uh, for dashing at Cody Rhodes, one of my favorite gimmicks on the SmackDown brand, and really one of my favorite favorite gimmicks in the WWE. Unfortunately, Vince McMahon doesn't share my sentiment for Cody Rhodes, as there was a recent report coming out this week that he's not fully behind Cody as a, as a talent and doesn't see a long-term uh, main push for Cody, which I think is blasphemous. I think Cody's doing a fantastic job with what he's doing. And uh, these these promos are getting him over great. I mean, people just hate his guts. What more can you ask from the guy? Uh, moving on to the next segment, we've got a five-on-one handicap match as all five members of the Nexus take on the big show. And uh, we saw something in this that we have not seen before. Uh, every member of Nexus focused on a body part of the big show. You know, Wade Barrett had a choke over the big show's head. You had Gabriel and Otunga on the arms. Uh, you had the other two guys, you know, Slater and, um, well, I just had a brain fart. You had the other two guys on the legs with submissions. And, of course, the referee has to call for the bell because Big Show can't continue. He's, he's trying to fight out of it, but it's it's just not happening for him. Uh, Big Show passes out. Wade Barrett tells uh, Gabriel to go to the top and hit a 450 splash. He does a great 450 splash the first time. Uh, Wade Barrett tells him to do it one more time. This one, not so good. This was a, a major botch where he actually landed on his feet, pretty much missed the big show. The color commentators, Michael Cole especially, tried to compensate for it and said that he landed on his knees into the big show's ribs, which I thought was a was a nice save for, uh, you know, for the botch. Uh, but overall, I mean, what do you expect? Justin Gabriel has delivered, you know, two of those previous. So that was his third shooting star press of the night. At some point, you're bound to mess him up. But uh, when he does hit it, he hits it perfectly. But that was pretty bad botch, in my opinion. But again, they recovered from it. They moved on. Everything worked out. Um, of course, during the commercial break, uh, Big Show was selling the fact that you know his ribs were hurt while he walked up the ramp. So I thought it was um, a good save by the WWE, especially on a live show. They handled it with grace and dignity. It worked out really well. Uh, The next match on the card saw CM Punk taking on The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. This was a really good match. And I'm loving the fact that Paul Bearer is now at the side of The Undertaker. I mean, obviously, this is going to be the farewell tour for The Undertaker. And I'm psyched. I got to be honest. I am digging this. I hope that this goes... Uh, you know, to WrestleMania. I, I don't know if they're going to go further. I mean, for all I know, they, they could go another year with this. But the bottom line, now that Paul Bearer has returned with The Undertaker, you've got to believe that this is going to wind down the gimmick. This is going to be uh, the beginning of the end for that gimmick. Uh, like I said, very, very good match. <laughs> I'm getting... Uh, I'm getting <laughs> you guys in the chat room want me to actually bring Paul Bearer on the show. Okay, let me, let me see if I can uh, I can get him. world heavyweight champion oh yeah 
There you go. That was for the benefit of you in the in the chat room and, of course, for the archive listeners listening to this possibly tomorrow. So there is your pallbearer for tonight. Um, of course, the finish of this match comes when Undertaker hits the choke slam and signals for the tombstone pile driver for the win. And uh, he, he plants him. Undertaker by pinfall, tombstone pile driver. It's over for CM Punk. Of course, uh, Paul Bear gets in the ring, and we see the classic thing that we've been wanting to see forever now. The Undertaker saluting to the urn. It was fantastic. So nostalgic. I love the fact that the urn holds all the power in the world for the Undertaker. The creatures of the night have diminished his power, but in the end, Paul Bearer holds the key to the life force of the Undertaker. I love it. Favorite storyline of all time. Love that shit. So moving on after the commercial break, <laughs> we get to a segment that I was really looking forward to. Uh, they show a little bit of the back and forth history between uh, Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio. Of course, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez comes to the ring and does the introduction for Alberto Del Rio. And uh, Alberto basically talks about how, you know, all the great superstars that are there, especially the great Mexican icon, the great luchador himself, Alberto Del Rio. I'm telling you, man, this guy's facial, the way, he, he, the way that he just commands the presence of, of the people. In, in attendance, the way he can smile at you and wink and just pull you in. This guy is fucking star material. I'm telling you, I know you hear me talk about it all the time. You're like, JJ, shut the fuck up. Get off this Alberto Del Rio kick. I can't. I think this guy is probably the best addition to this roster that they've had in a long time. I, I can't think of anyone who's come in with the hype, with the presence, with the ability that this guy has for many other time. I, I'm just, I, I think this guy is going to be a huge star. I give him a year before he's holding world, world championship. I, I swear to God, I promise you he will. Moving on. Um, Alberto basically says he wants to apologize to Rey Mysterio. You know, he'll even, you know, give him a big kiss on the cheek. He wants to make good for everything that's happened. Um, so, of course, he announces, here's Rey Mysterio. And Ricardo Rodriguez, the ring announcer, comes to the ring with a chihuahua wearing a Rey Mysterio mask. And believe it or not, one of the legs was actually in a cast. I literally died laughing at this segment. In fact, I was in the chat room, and I actually said Rey never looked better. In fact, he actually looked like he'd put on some weight. So perfect segment as he literally apologizes to the dog kisses the dog on the head and you know he he says he's sorry to the dog it was perfect i i, <laughs> I love it i think that segment is priceless uh, of course ray mysterio's music hits he makes his way to the ring um mysterio gets in the ring and uh you know beats up on on del rio just a little bit uh he hits him he, he goes for the position for the 619 but uh Rodriguez holds his legs. Of course, Del Rio escapes. Uh, and then Mysterio ends up hitting the 619 on uh, Rodriguez as Del Rio kind of watches and, and cowers up the ramp. Perfect segment. 
great way to showcase both of these guys. You know, Ray going out there, not in a jovial mood, Ray looking for some revenge, but at the same time, Alberto Del Rio getting the better of him uh, with the Chihuahua. <laughs> it's priceless. Absolutely priceless. Uh, next up, we have Randy Orton taking on dashing Cody Rhodes, uh, being accompanied to the ring by his tag team partner, Drew McIntyre. Very good match as Orton hits the RKO pretty much. No problem at all. Uh, he, hits a, he hits the spine buster, then hits the, uh, the RKO out of nowhere for the win. Randy Orton looks like a million bucks. The fact he's the WWE champion, even though he doesn't need to be, the guy is over with the crowd. The people love him. I just wonder, you know, the WWE has been making a lot of uh, second guesses recently. A lot of reports coming out that they were second guessing the fact they put the WWE championship uh, on Randy Orton, thinking that might have been a mistake. You know, I, I tend to, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think Orton needs the belt. But at the same time, I think that if he holds this belt for a long period of time, I think he's going to help reestablish that belt because I think it's, I think it's lost its luster. And Orton is, you know, bar none, one of the most over superstars. I kind of, I compare him a lot to the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the Attitude Era. He's just that damn good right now. Of course, after the match, Drew McIntyre runs into the ring, tries to hit the Future Shock DDT on Orton. Uh, Orton backdrops him. Hits him with an RKO, um, and then Sheamus comes in from behind and hits a clothesline on Orton. Orton gets up, and Sheamus takes him out with a bicycle kick. So Sheamus stands over the WWE champion, um, basically setting things up for Hell in a Cell this Sunday as he was wearing a uh, red arm or wristband. Say, I think he said something about he would cut his, his arm off or he'd cut his hand off to, to become the WWE champion again. So he's really selling that point that he means business. And, uh, of course, he left Orton lying in a heap. So uh, I think we know what that spells for the pay-per-view. Dun-dun-dun. Possibly Randy Orton is going to retain that title at Hell in a Cell. Uh, moving on. Getting ready for our big main event of the evening. John Cena taking on Kane. It's going to be a Lumberjacks match with the Nexus outside of the ring while the match is going on, of course. Uh, very good match back and forth. I know a lot of people in the chat were like, oh, great, here comes the derailment of Kane's push. Super Cena is going to go over. And I thought about that statement. And I thought about you guys that were talking about in the chat. And I really didn't think there was going to be any way that they could have done this with both guys you know, having the feuds they're going into Hell in a Cell, it would have killed Kane to lose to Cena. But at the same time, it would have hurt Cena tremendously to lose to Kane. So uh, what happens? Well, it's a no contest. And, of course, after, after the fact, you've got the Nexus beating up on John Cena. And the lights go out. The gong hits. And when the lights come on, the Undertaker is standing behind his brother, the world heavyweight champion, Kane. And those guys just went toe-to-toe all over the place. Undertaker getting the best of Kane on the outside as he's just beating the crap out of him, you know, throwing him into barricades and, you know, punching him in the face. Um, 
You know, Paul Bearer's in the ring. Undertaker sits up. Kane grabs Undertaker's throat, but Paul Bearer rises the urn, erases the urn, and grabs, and, and basically the Undertaker grabs Kane's throat. Undertaker drops Kane with a choke slam. Undertaker signals for the end, goes for the tombstone, but Kane hightails it out of there. And the finish of the show shows the Undertaker saluting the urn. Uh, a very good debut, in my opinion, for SmackDown on the Sci-Fi Network. Doesn't really affect me much here in Canada, as I still have SmackDown on the on the uh, the, the score, not the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't get the Sci-Fi Channel here. But uh, overall, I was impressed with tonight's show. I thought I thought that the booking for Hell in a Cell had been a little lackluster going into this. But uh, I have to admit, they kind of saved face tonight. Some of the segments kind of kind of uh, kind of lacked, but the ones that did, the ones that needed to, delivered the punch that, that we needed for this uh, for this go home show for this Sunday. So, um, my opinion as far as the show goes tonight. I'm going to give it a B. I thought they did a tremendous job. You know, kudos to the WWE for booking the show, for actually having a live SmackDown. I had no complaints. I am I'm absolutely psyched for this Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which, of course, I will be covering right here on the SNS Radio Network uh, with Sunday Night Showdown. So that, guys, has been the SmackDown Rebound, the SmackDown Review right here on the revamped version of Unplugged. At this time, uh, I want to bring on, of course, my fountain of information. You love him. You hate him. But the bottom line is, from headlocks to headlines, Chris Kelly is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on tonight, Kelly? Oh, man, I hope much, I must say. I did enjoy SmackDown. It's great for once, not having spoilers. It kind of gave me that raw feeling. Like, I must watch it in case of awesome. And like I said, it was a great show. There's nothing I can really complain about, and it was worth it was worth the two hours I watched. Very so cool. What's going, so well, what's going down there in, in the, your part of the world, JJ? Oh, you know, not a lot's going down in my part of the world, but since I do have you on the line, I just wanted to wish you a, a very uh, quick happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, man. I'm I'm now 20 years old. I'm I'm now I'm now no longer the fucking porn kid. I'm now the fucking porn man, apparently. But <laughs> oh man, today's been a busy day for me. I've been I've been buying stuff for my birthday. I also went I went to London to attend Eurogamer. And I played on quite a few uh, soon to be soon to, soon to be released games, which I'll talk about afterwards. Uh, because of course this is the wrestling segment. I'll talk about that later on. But I'll jump into some wrestling, wrestling news. As you said, there has been some some second guessing regarding Orton um, holding the title. This is because for two weeks in a row, WWE Raw has drawn a 2.8 TV ratings. Yeah, and but. But, okay, okay, here's the thing. Sorry to break in on you there. Yeah, they've had 2.8 ratings. Why? Uh, Monday Night Football has nothing to do with Randy Orton being the champion. Yeah, I know, but Vince McMahon is very paranoid, isn't he? He, he, but he, he is quite, like, knee-jerky. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they take the belt from Orton at, at the pay-per-view. 
Okay, well, then take the belt from Orton. If you want to do that, do you really think that Sheamus is going to be drawing 2.8 ratings? I mean, a lot of people still don't like Sheamus. There's a lot of people out there that don't think Sheamus belongs where he belongs. I'm not one of them. I happen to think Sheamus is exactly where he belongs. But I honestly, I I mean, if you put the belt back on Sheamus, the ratings might even be lower. I, I just I don't get it. It's Monday Night Football. In my opinion, Orton, like he he's a better chaser than a champion. He he he's he's better playing playing the, like the crazy like challenger instead of the champion, and I've always thought that. And whilst and whilst there is no other like big name to to put the belt on, do we really want to go back to like John Cena? If well, Orton can't quote unquote draw ratings, who else could you put it on? There's no one that's really on that roster that you can give the belt to that will draw ratings. Well, now. You mentioned Orton's better chasing the title. As a face, I would agree with that. But even your face champions, every once in a while, get a nice little title run. You know, I mean, Austin, granted, was better at chasing that title. But when he did hold it, he never he never held it for, like, you know, super long amounts of time. But, you know, he did have good runs, as, you know, being a face champion. You know, as far as this goes, you've got, you know, Sheamus waiting in the wings uh, do I think Sheamus is going to have that title belt before the end of the year? Absolutely. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't think Orton needs that belt. But as much as they flip-flop that title around, maybe the point of putting it on Orton was to kind of give a little bit more validity to that title and making Orton the top guy in the company. That's the only thing I can think of. I think Orton's at a point where he's actually bigger than the world title, like... He's so over. He he, he like, literally he can punk Chris Jericho in the head and still get cheered for it. So he, I, I don't think he needs a belt. So that's when you, that's when you need, need, need him chasing it. But that, that that is my opinion. I would agree. Uh, what else do we have? Um, we, the the uh, buy rate for SummerSlam was three hundred fifty thousand. No, sorry. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, on speed day. Oh, I've lost it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Come on, girl, you can do this. Ah, uh, screw it. Okay, I'll, bring, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, apparently, TNA are down on Hernandez. Um, according to the Pro Wrestling Torch, um, TNA management have lost faith, faith, faith in his push and have, and have sent him out on loan to AAA in Mexico. They've lost faith in his push. Is that why they, they sent him to Mexico, basically? Yes. Yes, that's why. Wow, and the funny thing is, by sending him to Mexico, I know Jeff Jarrett's been twittering about uh, you know meeting up with AAA, and they've got some big things in the works. Obviously, by sending him to AAA, it was a bargaining chip to try and get them a little bit of leverage, uh, you know, with the AAA promotion in Mexico. So, even though they might not have not have uh, the faith that they have in him. They still should have something because without Hernandez doing what he's doing over there, they probably wouldn't have the foothold in that market like they're they're trying to get. So I don't really see what the big complaint about Hernandez is. He's a limited guy. He's a big guy. You know what he's he can do. I mean, he's not going to be a, a phenomenal guy. He's a big dude that you should basically have be a, a power guy. I mean, I, I don't see any redeeming quality in making him a, a technical dynamo. I don't know what they're looking for for Hernandez. Some guys can talk on the mic and have that natural charisma. Some guys just don't have it, but they they can go out there and kick some ass 
you know, and do what they need to do to get over. So I don't really see what the issue is with Hernandez. I really don't. By the way, the buy rate for Summertime was 350,000. That's what I was about earlier, 350,000. And that's down from last year's. How much is that um, down from last year? I don't have that number, but apparently it's quite a drop down from last year. Uh, what else do we have? Um, speaking of uh, when we go TNA, apparently uh, Sting's uh, contract is up this year. And once again, he wants to quit. But this happens every single year. Every year, he goes, I want to quit. Dick Scott goes, no, have some more money. And basically, people in the back believe that he will be staying with the company. But it's interesting to note that WWE have shown interest in putting him in the Hall of Fame this year if he leaves TNA. Well, I'm going to tell you what, man. If it were me and I were sitting in Sting's spot right now, I think that I would have to uh, make the judgment call because every year he does, he does get this where he's like, well, you know, I want to quit. I want to retire from the business. And Dixie does throw a truckload of money to keep him there. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm just not. I'm a Sting fan, but I'm just not buying into the character that he has on, on TNA right now. Uh, I don't think that he's really able to do much in the ring. He's very limited. I mean, it's sad that the guy has to wear a shirt to the ring to wrestle. Here's your chance, Sting. Hang it up. And not only can you hang it up, but the WWE would like to induct you in the Hall of Fame in Hotlanta, Georgia. How big is that? You've never even worked for the company, and you can be in the Hall of Fame, a ceremony that's basically going to be a WCW celebration, and you're going to be the guy. Yeah, they want him as, as like the big main name for the like the back, like the big banner name. But apparently, uh, according to the the wrestling editor, he's not the kind of guy who would quit a company just to go sit in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but at the same time, there's not really much he can do for TNA. He's done everything. Yeah, like, like since going there, what, what did he join? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Did he join TNA? He's won the world title. He's done everything in that company. What can he do? Like, the only thing I think he could do is become a manager, like like Ric Flair has. But there's no one on that roster that I could think that, that could be a partner with him. Well, the only other thing that Sting could probably do is do some behind-the-scenes work and, you know, work for the company, at, you know, in, in some capacity. But honestly, I, I just think Sting's days in the ring are past him. I, I really think it's time to kind of hang the boots up. You know, go be the family yeah. man that you always talk about wanting to be. Mm. Yeah, but there, there, there's quite a few guys in TNA right now who are basically uh, – working bandaged up like, like Hogan like he's had like back surgery recently we've got Mick Foley who apparently can't wrestle a match nowadays because TNA don't like the way he's wrestling so there's, there's quite a few guys that if, they, if TNA was smart they would keep around but keep off screen but speaking of Mick Foley did you see on, on WWE.com they had a big interview with him uh, pushing his new book I did actually and this this might be this might be the first time ever they've interviewed a TNA wrestler on their website. I'm yeah, not sure if- I, I I found it interesting that you know Mick Foley working for TNA. You know, last week or on the show this week, they actually promoted the fact Michael Cole actually promoted the Countdown to Lockdown book by Mick Foley, which I was just 
taken aghast. I'm like, wow, really? And apparently that was a call from Vince McMahon. So yeah. I, I found that very interesting that they're going to promote, uh, you know, a guy like Mick Foley who's working for the opposite company. I mean, obviously there is a a good relationship between Vince McMahon and and uh, and Mick Foley. And I mean, I think that's that's what that relates to. But to see him on WWE.com talking about this latest book, I mean, I, I got to admit, you know, maybe people won't agree with me here, but classy move by the WWE. Yeah, um, that uh, Mick Foley, he he gave years of his life that company. He did in the same spots, e.g., jumping off the cell. And I think that man, like you said, has respect for Mick Foley. And so what? You give him a bit of publicity. Yes, that book sells, but every single profit from that book is going to to a charity. So and, and and you know what? More than anything, you might have just hit the nail on the head. You know, Linda is running for for you know an office right now. I mean, if they can do anything, especially with a charity, if Mick is is promoting a charity, that might be you know one of the <laughs> the more realistic reasons as to why that's doing it. But you're right. I mean, Mick sacrificed his body to help that Attitude Era and to help the WWE defeat WCW in the ratings. You know, you have to go back and look at the King of the Ring 98 to see that, you know, that really turned the tide for that company when The Undertaker threw Mick Foley's ass off the top of that Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and you have to think, if he didn't do those insane spots back in the era, he would be fine now. But because he sacrificed, like, basically his his, his in-ring career for that Attitude Era... WWE are like, you know what? Sure, you're in TNA, but you know what? We we give you a hand because we we still have some, we still have some respect for you despite you quitting quitting on us a few years back. Now, I will say this too: uh, the thing that I found interesting is that even though they interviewed McFoley and he talked about the book, he did not talk about TNA wrestling. Yeah, but like, say if like some wrestling fans don't know what what McFoley's been doing, if they go, oh, McFoley's on WWE.com, you know what I'm gonna do. Put, put him into Google, put him Wikipedia. So it might get TNA a bit of interest, but I don't think we'll see 3.0 turning into impact just because WWE.com mentioned, mentioned it on their webpage. Now, if if they would have allowed him to plug that 10-10-10 was going to be the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, then my theories of they would have been 100% confirmed. They, they, are really, they are really the WWE. They are they are Vince and Shane buying the company out. See, if they would have promoted that, that right there would have told me that I was correct in that assumption. But no, that's that's obviously not the case. Uh, but kudos I to WWE. Have, kudos. Yeah, I still I still have no idea who they are, apart from Abyss na- naming it Bob and Janice, which which are the na- which are the names of uh, Dick's guy's parents. So that's my only guess. Wow, I'm just looking in the chat room, and uh, Jim, you've got some some issues there with uh, with Mick Foley, dude. Like, did he put asses in seats? Yes, Mick Foley did put asses in seats. Mick Foley sacrificed himself in a lot of ways uh, for the WWE universe. I, I don't I don't get what you're talking about there. You know, I mean, th- this guy represents all the 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 fat wrestling fans that were probably never going to be anything in the business. He's an everyday kind of guy. And the fact that he is a former three-time WWE champion, whether it's transitional or not, speaks volumes. So, yes, that did put asses in seats. I don't get what you're getting at. 
and look at him, he's a bum. Uh, really? He's a best-selling author. And isn't I, a bum poor? I'm pretty sure he's got a lot more money than you do there, Jim. So maybe you, you should rethink that, that statement. Just say it. And you, you could also say that he did uh, win WWE the war against WCW when, when, when he won the world title and WWE announced it. That was basically when it, that was basically the turning point in the uh, war between WWE and WCW. So, what else do we have? Um, apparently, at some point next year, they're going to turn Cavill, Cavill Hill at some point. Um, not quite sure why, but I think Cavill could be a quite, a quite, quite good heel on SmackDown. Uh, anything would be better than seeing him job to Chavo Guerrero. Uh, yeah, but that match, was, that match wasn't actually too bad. Chavo's not a bad wrestler. He's just been stuck with crap gimmicks. Um, what else do we have? Apparently, um, WWE Creative has discussed having a buried live match at this year's Survivor Series between Kane and Undertaker. Which I think would be awesome, because when you think about all the history that's going on right now between uh, The Undertaker and Kane, you know, obviously the the first ever meeting between The Undertaker and Kane happened at the 97 Hell in a Cell uh, when, you know, Kane came down and took the, the cage door off of the cell and got in the face of The Undertaker and allowed Shawn Michaels to win the match. Well, some years later on in 2003 at Survivor Series, there was a buried alive match between, I believe, Vince McMahon and The Undertaker. And as I recall, The, uh, the Undertaker was beaten by Vince McMahon courtesy of Kane in, a, in that buried alive match. And that was what kind of led to the uh, WrestleMania 20 match between The Undertaker and Kane. That was the reemergence of The Undertaker in 2004. So I'm really liking all these uh, all these matches they're they're putting together. But like, say if they say if once again they they bury Undertaker, would it, would he come back as a bike taker? Would he come back as a, a, a an even deader version of Undertaker? And what if they bury Kane? Will Kane come back as Mask Kane? Like, there's no way for that uh, unless that there is a feud endo where like they literally both get buried alive. I'm just disappear off TV. Uh, hang on a second. Before we go further, I, I just I want to talk to Jim in the chat room. Look, Jim, you're entitled to your opinion. You can say whatever the hell you want. Obviously, you have the freedom of speech. You can type whatever you feel like typing in the chat room. But, you know, check that shit at the front door. If you're going to put that shit out on Front Street, you know, like, who are you to sit there and say, well, Mick Foley dresses like a bum? Well, Mick Foley does this and that. Maybe he does. Maybe he's comfortable looking like a bum. But I guarantee you, my friend, he has a hell of a lot more money than you do. So a bum, he is not. Yeah, Show some like, respect. In one of the books that I can't remember it was, but he said that he dresses like that just to save money. But back when he was wrestling in WWF and wasn't getting paid much, he didn't cut his hair. He, he, he wore the same clothes. He had an old camper van, all to save money. And look at him now. Okay, yes, maybe at one point he was a bum, but now he's not. He, as we keep saying, he's a best-selling author. What else do we have on the little list? Um, uh, do, do, do. Oh, and the last last few bits of news. Apparently, um, Tyler Black debuted in FCW called Seth Rollings. Um, no, actually, it was Zach. Well, uh, according to his Twitter, it was Seth. 
Actually, it was Zach, and now they're okay. talking about it's going to be Seth. Okay, well, on Twitter, he, he, he said Seth. On, 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 a report, on a report on PW Insider, he said Zach. So. Yeah, yeah there, there's, there's some speculation that initially it was Zach Rawlings, and it looks like they're going to change it to Seth because he yeah. wanted Seth rather than Zach. Yeah, well, that's his name. And th- you know what? I think I would have heard it if, if it just kept him a title black. It's cooler name than Seth or Zach. Just my opinion. Uh, what else do we have? Um, last bit of news. Apparently, there will be no um, P- uh, there will be no overseas tribute to the troop this year in the Middle East. However, they will be doing a familiar show in Texas in the in the Mitchbates. Now, see I, what what's with that, man? I mean, this is something they've done every year since two thousand and three. So why are why are we backing off the uh, the tribute to the troops now? What, what what's the deal? Well, they're still going to do it, but it's going to be in Texas, like in the base. But I'm, I'm guessing maybe don't know the scared of ter- terrorist attacks. I, I don't honestly know. It might be it might be harder to go over than than it was in previous years. I wouldn't have any idea. I'm not one that knows about that kind of stuff. So. There, there will be a, a tribute to a troop, but it'll be in a Texas base. Well, that that'll be awesome. Event. Let me tell you, I you know what I they couldn't get okay. Uh, DTA in the chat is saying that according to rumor, they couldn't get the overseas permission. You know what? With the guy that's running the country, I can pretty much believe that statement. Yeah, I couldn't make a political statement because I don't follow American political <laughs> party to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, that's all the wrestling news that I've got. Uh, like I said earlier, I did go to Eurogamers. I got to play on stuff like Move and Connect. So if you want, I can talk about that later on in the game segment. But that's all the wrestling news I've got on me. Wow, I'm just uh, I'm flabbergasted at the things that come out of people's mouths in the chat. I'm just flabbergasted right now. Let's see. Let's see if this fixes it, shall we? Let's see, let's see, let's see. That fixed it. Well, I wouldn't have done that. I would have kicked him. I wouldn't have banned him. Oh, I meant to kick... Oh, well. Well, he he would have came back and started talking for another hour, so we've, we've now got an hour piece before he can start coming back. So, yeah, that's me all our wrestling news, but I can hang around for the uh, gaming news if you want to talk about. You're a gamer that I attended. Tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take that commercial break? Okay. I'll come back. We'll do. Uh, you can tell us about Eurogamer, okay. and uh, that that'll give me time to to get all my my news and notes. Not that I have a lot for the video game segment, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Some of the stuff that was revealed this past week of uh, of the roster, and and basically new information will be uh, will be released this weekend. Uh, of course, at Hell in the Cell, and uh, you know, again, we've got. Just a little over, well, a little under a month now. This is October 1st. 25 days from now, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 drops in stores. You know, So you can pick your copy up on the 26th. With that said, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break of the night. We'll be right back with more Unplugged right here on Friday nights on the SNS Radio Network.
clean-shaven face is important to embellish a chiseled jawline. My name is Dashing Cody Rhodes, and I'm here to show you that you too can be dashing. To achieve the masculinity you desire, shaving the entire body is of equal importance. You should shave your arms, your chest, especially your legs. A smooth, shaven body is sexually attractive to the opposite sex. I'm Dashing Cody Rhodes, bringing you one step closer to Dashing. There's so much more to the internet than porn. Like this. It's the absolute best in country music with the TD Top 20. The top 20 songs in all of country music. Right here on WTR with your host, The Trade Dog. Come on, DJ. Hit me with another track. Get up and party while we count them down. And check in with artists that make these hits happen. Like Jason Aldean. Bartending is, I'm, I can do that. Anything you like to drink, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Crown and Seven is my specialty. <laughs> and Carrie Underwood. That's a, an amazing, sad, and happy time in somebody's life. And the daughter's saying, it's okay, Mom. You know, he's good. He treats me like he's supposed to treat me. This is what you would want for me. This is a man that you would want for me. Are we on the air? Yes, you are. The TD Top 20 Countdown with your host, The Trey Dog, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, every Saturday night on Wild Talk Radio and the SNS Radio Network. The station with the best music. Best music. I love the music. Best music. Wild Talk Radio. WTR. The forces of nature are untamed, unrepentant, unstoppable. But sometimes the creations of man are worse. WWE Hell in a Cell. We've created a monster. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Your one-stop shop for all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling and cutting-edge editorials by former WWE announcer Kevin Kelly and former WCW announcer Mark Madden. An extensive forums board for the casual wrestling fan. Stop by and sign up to chat with knowledgeable wrestling fans. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Marcus Stevenson from THQ, and you're listening to the SNS Radio Network. 
Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. It is I, the godfather of Friday nights, right here on the SNS Radio Network, JJ Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic, and joining me on the phone line, he is Chris Kelly of From Headlocks to Headlines.com. And it's time to kind of shift gears a little bit, guys, go into the video gaming segment of the night. And, uh, Crelly, I want to hear about Eurogamer. Yeah, I, I got to go there earlier. Um, it was at, it was at um, at Els Court, which is a pretty small event. Um, so I thought, okay, there wouldn't be much there. Got in there, and boy, did they fill that stuff to, like to, to, to the roof. Um, they had everything there. I was I um, just just to name name a few games that were there. I had Assassin's Creed Two. We had Crisis Two, Dead Space Two, um, 
Fable 3, uh, Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War 3, GoldenEye, Gran Turismo, Halo Reach, um, Infamous 2, Killzone 3D. They also had the move, the kinetic, they had uh, the new Middle of Honor game, they had Little Big Planet, um, and they had um, a few other games that weren't really interesting. But this coming from a guy that loved the PS3, Kinetic will kick the living crap out of the move. I got to play on the Kinetic. Uh, I got to dance. Uh, it, it was called Def Jam um, Rapster. And JJ, you know how awesome my singing was for um, for the Go 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 theme song, right? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that was great, Dude, right? really. That was that was awesome. Um, that, my favorite segment ever. <laughs> Bullshit. I got a bad cough. I'm sorry, dude. Well, man, like if I if I become famous because of it, I you will get the um the credit for that because they with uh, with um Def, Def Jam um uh, rap star basically you use the connect the connect whatever it's called. Okay, I keep saying it. Okay, okay, I keep I keep saying it wrong. I don't care. But um basically they take like they they download your songs and and it upload uploads to the server. The server is watched by some music producer in London, right? And if they think you're good enough, they will contact you, and they will offer you like kind of like a recording deal, like tryout. And I got 98% accuracy, JJ. I hit most of the notes, so I, so for that I have to credit you. Wow! I was the best thing there. Wow. Well, I mean, I I can't take credit all by myself. I I have to give a little bit of credit to. Uh, to the raging redneck, the trade dog, who apparently just you know left because you were on the show and went to go smoke. So, uh, it's, it's great to see. It. I feel yeah. the love. I feel the love. Yeah, same here. But yeah, so uh, I keep, apparently I keep saying it wrong. It's how, how was it kinetic or? It's actually connect. Okay, connect. Sorry. Yeah, so connect. I was, I was playing that, and yeah, I got to play on the connect with a uh, deaf uh, deaf jam. Um, rock, uh, rap star. Also, there was this game called Just Dance, and basically, as you can guess it, um, you you get your Xbox 360, you plug in, you get your webcam, and you basically scan yourself, and then you can dance to the music, and it records what you're dancing. And this shit is also uploaded to the website, right? So, at some point, that will be that will be on my Facebook page, me dancing to Eddie Gaga's Poker Face. Oh my God! Um, I, that that that's money. I cannot wait to see that. Let me tell you. Yeah, I didn't do too bad, but um, I also ran into some people. Okay, I don't know who they are, but um, I ran into someone called Mister Pointyhead and Super Kalo. Do you know who they are? They're something to do with the Xbox Live Marketplace. I, I off the top of my head, no, I have no idea who they are. They. Uh, I'm I'm in their Twitter page. They they hasn't do with something called ask a question, and the other guy is the Xbox Live editor. They were there shooting a few interviews. Apparently, they're, they're pretty famous. But I don't know who they are. I got to play on um, Little Big Planet Two, um, and I wasn't. A, I was kind of a fan of the first one. This one, all they've done is basically just made it prettier and. There's not many things that I can see that they've improved. Like, sure, you have like some cool new maps, but there's nothing literally like there's there's still the little glitch where if you're walking along, you can glitch into the background. 
instead of going to the foreground. Yeah, but so, from what I've heard about Little Big Planet too, like you can make your own, like before you could make your own levels. In Little Big yes. Planet too, you can make your own damn game. If you want to make yes, Sackboy yeah. in a shooter or a driving sim or whatever, you have the power to do that. So I mean, I think that's going to be um, a huge, huge selling point for that game. And unfortunately, it's been pushed back. It was supposed to come out holiday season this year, but they pushed it back to I think January or February 2011. That's because, and I asked the person out there because they keep freezing the um, the alpha codes. They keep freezing. So they've had to push it back because they don't want to release a game that keeps freezing. Just so, a, hang on, hang on, just a second. On a side note, I'm looking in the chat room, and uh, it's, it's nice to have a member of the Illuminati, Rockport the Indian, uh, in the chat. And I just want to say that uh, your question, as far as in SmackDown versus Raw 2011, can you actually fight in the crowd, similar to how you did in uh, 2007, 2008? No, unfortunately, they took that feature out in 2009. I do not believe it has returned this year. I cannot confirm that 100%, but I do believe it's not in the game. I, I think they took that out. You know, I was quite upset that, that they wouldn't need the guys from THQ at Eurogamer. Yeah, what's up with that? Up. I mean, we're, we're talking less than a month, and this game is dropping in retail stores. I mean, there there's still big things they haven't announced, Crelly, on this game. Yeah, but like they they could like just bring like a demo to it. There were games like 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 Little Planet that aren't even in in like a demo yet. They're in like the alpha coding. Right. So they could have bought like the demo that they showed off at SummerSlam, or just bring like bring, bring the Hell in a Cell like gameplay to your, your gamer. But maybe that's me just being a little bitch. Um. I got to play Crisis 2. That, but that had a fantastic engine. It's much better on PC though. Like it's a bit jerky on the Xbox, but on PC, it kicks ass. It's just that engine is just phenomenal. Um, I got to play um, uh, Medal of Honor. The, the new one's coming out very soon. Just, just combine uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare and uh, Call of Duty, what, what a war. Same buttons, same everything, same gameplay. Just different maps. So, whilst it's a great game, I'm pretty sure it's going to get destroyed by Black Ops. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Black Ops is going to do, uh, do quite phenomenally. Yeah, uh, like, it's, it's not a bad game, it's just that they uh, kind of released it at a bad time. I got, to play, I got to play a bit of Halo Reach, which everyone will probably be... <coughs> Be done by now. I got to play on Inf- um, Infamous Two. If you're a fan of Inf- Inf- Infamous One, you will love Infamous Two. Same great gameplay, and it's just cool going around and getting and getting electrocuted by random objects to get more power. Um, Mafia Two, already out, isn't it? I also got to play Killzone 3D. Yeah. Um, now. It, to me, it didn't do the 3D imaging didn't do much for me. It didn't really draw me into the game. It didn't really enhance the gameplay. All it does, all it did, was really like make you dizzy when your guys run, running really fast. That's it. So for me, uh, 3D gaming isn't really much of a great thing. That's my personal opinion. 
Well, uh, let's go to the phone lines really quickly. I'm actually getting a call coming in. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? As they hung up, let's try this again. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Charles from the podcast. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Uh, not much. So, Crowley went the Euro Gamer. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Man, see, I feel sorry for him because SmackDown wasn't there. I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah, it was kind of annoying, but I'm guessing, as Jay said, they're probably right now, they? right now just like, co- like coding it so they can't really send out a demo to Europe. So, whilst I'm annoyed, I'm not, I'm not going to be pissed off at kids or anything like that. Yes, I was surprised that it wasn't there, especially since I can't say how I know, but the game's done. I mean, they've already manufactured discs. Retail versions have already been burnt, copied, whatever you want to call them. Maybe so, they, they did. They're getting rid of it. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I'm thinking maybe they just want to like, keep it secret until like the actual release date and not have them like full games floating around at conventions. Yeah, what you said, I'm actually surprised that they didn't at least have the SummerSlam build there, which is also the same build that they had people play at the roster reveal with GameSpot and them. Yeah, but like, uh, I, I don't know, it, it was still a fun experience. I still got to play on new games. I got to play on Connect or, or whatever it's called. Like it's, I got to play on Move. Move's awful. It basically is a Wii with two giant balls in it. It's not going to sell well, and it'll be owned by the Xbox. I, 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 and I say that as a... Uh, as a diehard uh, PS3 fan. Well, let me tell you something there, Crelly. I know Greg Miller, and he would fight you over that. Greg Miller will tell you that the move is the greatest motion-sensing thing in the history of motion-sensing, and the Kinect is going to be discounted at your store in Walmart two months from now. He will uh, fight you. I don't you. see how that can be possible. I mean, the move, it's a glorified Wii. I know. It, it, at least with Xbox, they went and did something different. They didn't just rip off the Wii and say, hey, we can do that too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the Wii, if you really think about it, that even though they're using a camera, pretty much the camera is their version of a sensor bar from the Wii. Because the thing is still only recognizing the plastic hardware that is in your hand. It's not recognizing you. Hmm. So, still, you're limited to what you're holding in your hand. It's recognizing the 3D ball on top of that stick that you're holding in your hand. It's still recognizing that. It's not recognizing your arms, your legs, and your head, and things like that. So, the, you're still limited to the same kind of stuff as the Wii. So, pretty much, that camera, in my opinion, is giving them a glorified Wii Motion Plus that you have to tap on the bottom of the Wii controller. And it's, it's also very jerky. Like, I was playing this game where you're, like, in, you're, you're in some kind of office, and you have to like run around uh, the office and collect points. And just turn right, you have to like, sit there. Literally shake it like insanely. With the uh, with the Xbox, you can just like just stand there and like dance. Whatever. It's just so much. It's just much easier to use. Well, on the plus side, guys. Sorry, on the plus side, guys. You know, most people, uh, especially you know PS3 owners and stuff that that are playing with the move are used to playing with balls in their hands. So I mean, this is something normal for them. Oh really? Just saying, Curly. Just saying. I'm being here nice, nice and PC, and you go, go in and bring in the hate here, man. <laughs> I wished you a happy birthday. What the hell? And then you tell me that I play, play with my balls in my hand. 
I said most well, PS3 owners. Are you most PS3 owners, or yes, are you just oversensitive? Obviously, I hit a nerve. I must have. I must have hit a nerve, haven't I? Must yes, be some yes, truth to the allegation there, Crelly. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Does the uh, does the actual move have rumble in it? Because if so, that's a two for one deal right there. I believe it does. A two for one. And I don't get like because I. I was playing some. I was. I was also playing some shooting game. Like you, you got one controller in your hand, one in, in your other hand, and to shoot, you've got to click, like click one and move the other. It's just like, at some point, you will be th- th- flipping, throwing that out the window, because it's just so frustrating. At least, at least with like the Xbox, you can just like, it just catches you and scans you, and you can move any distance away from it. But, but on the, uh, on the plus yeah. side, at least when they ripped off the. Uh, when they ripped off the copy design for the Wii and, and put that little uh, gelatinous ball on the top of the thing, it's very soft. So if you throw it at your TV, the chances of you breaking your TV set are not going to happen. So at least they took something that the Wii did and did it right. I will say this. I mean, they, they did a better job. I will give somebody credit that. They did a better, I mean, they made a better Wii is what they did. I mean, they made a better Wii where it's at high definition now and everything else, and it's more responsive and whatnot. But the thing is, I think it's going to hurt them even more. Is the one? It is another Wii, just upgraded, and they don't have Nintendo's first-party lineup, which is the reason why people have Wiis. That's true. And also the games. I mean, that, that all you... the Mario's and the Donkey Kongs and all that stuff. That is the reason why people own Wiis because a lot of younger audience and families love those games. They grew up with those games. Sony doesn't have those huge first-party lineups that they can throw at the move and have it work right. Their first-party stuff's like God of War and things like that. I mean, seriously, like, who's going to play God of War on the move? And if and if you have a choice of buying the move or buying a 3D TV to play Killzone 3D, I'll take the 3D. Could it actually add something to, the, like, it? at least it's fun to have 3D with the move. It's just, you, you just feel like a retard, like, like, swing your arms. It does nothing, it just does nothing to you. At least... With like the 3D, you're actually getting added to the game, and at least with the Xbox, you're moving around. The PS3 is just like, yeah, waste the money. And this is coming from a PS3 fanboy. Like for the people that are listening that haven't messed with either a Connect or a Move, Move is obviously easier to you know play out there without buying. You go to most Game Stops or whatever, Best Buys and stuff like that, and you can play it inside there. They have them set up. But if you want to play Connect, you can go to like a Microsoft Store or Macy's and other stores like that have them inside there where you can play them. That's the thing. You really can't understand, especially with Connect, until you walk into one of those stores and you actually play Connect and realize how it's not just mapping to some piece of hardware you're holding in your hand because there is no hardware. It maps to your body and just how precise that it actually maps to what you do. I mean, you raise your leg, the guy on the screen raises his leg one-to-one with you. And he yeah. follows all your body movements. He's not just following this hardware that's in your hand. And then people are like, well, won't that feel uncomfortable if you're playing with the sports games and say you're playing ping pong or something and you're not holding anything, you're just swinging your hands around. That's the thing about Connect. You, if you want, hold something in your hand. Hold a ping pong paddle if you want because it doesn't mess the game up. I've actually tried holding like bottles of water and stuff in my hand to see if I can confuse this thing. It doesn't matter. It'll still only follow your body. So you can hold props in your hand, like all the attachments they make you buy for the Wii and stuff. You can use anything, and it still doesn't mess up the hardware. Yeah, and like for the move, like, like I said, for the move, you have to stand at a certain distance, or else the uh, 
the movement doesn't get picked up. And if you go too far to the right-hand side or left-hand side, your guy doesn't do anything because it's going, it's going out of signal. At least with the uh, Xbox thing, you can literally, like, you, you move your hand backwards, it will follow it. And that's why yeah. I'm considering buying an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Just, more one-to-one with what you're doing. Uh, I mean, it, they do recommend, like, every game that I played when I walked into the store and played it, it does recommend that you stand at least six feet away. If you can, they actually recommend if you can do eight feet, but it'll work with six feet, but they recommend if you can eight feet. But well, yeah, once you're doing that and you're set up, I mean, it is these new motion control games are going to require you to have a pretty big play space, six to eight feet away. And they, they I know with connect when you're watching, I mean, they have the video on the dashboard. You can watch how to set it up. They want you to have like four feet to each side of you as well. Because there's games that, like, when you're playing, like, a ping pong or something like that, you don't have the character on the screen just running around for you. Like, if you play Nintendo's Wii Sports games, the character moves for you, and you just control the motions of, like, swinging the tennis racket or something. This, if the ball gets hit to the left side of the ping pong table, you have to actually go over to the left side of the table to hit it back. Because you're moving your avatar on the screen while you're walking around in that whole area. It's not just, oh, this character's automatically moving for me, and then I just swing when it's time for me to swing at the ball. And it's the same thing with if you're going to hit it. If you see it's on the other side of the table and you're right-handed and it's on the left side of the table, you actually have to reach over and backhand the ball. Otherwise, your avatar is not going to reach over there. He's going to stay where your hand is on the right side. So it's really it's really more responsive and one-to-one, like I said, with you, what you're doing. is It'll do the same thing on the screen. And like from um, from the games that I've seen that, that are going to be, be on the move and the ones that are going to be on Connect, I I put the ones on the Connect because they just look more fun, like the singing and the dancing ones. They look like fun. Yeah, the ones on PS3 are stupid and pointless. Yeah, so, I want I want to try that Dance Central just because that's supposed to be like the biggest game. But when I was there, they didn't have that. They have like sports games and stuff, and they didn't even have all of those either. They kind of feel yeah, that you get to try. Yeah, we had quite quite a few like. Games we had. Did you get to play boxing? Yeah. Uh, well, on the. I uh, boxing. On, I didn't. They didn't have that on at the store while I was there. So, well, on the move or on on, on connect? Because they, 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 they have the boxing inside the connect. Yeah, board. that was interesting. Because like, if cause if you go like too close, you punch your friend. So there is there is like a distance between each other. But. So how's sure, how's the movement? It's, it, like, it's, how it's do you, does the character move for you, or actually, can you go side to side and make him move around it, the ring? Yeah, you like it follows you. Like so, like you stand like you stand opposite your friend or whatever, and you like you you you, you have to duck and like lunge towards him, and that's what your character does. And if you miss, it misses. Okay, so yeah, okay, so it's like the ping pong though, where you actually get to move your guy fully. That's that's great. That's what I like about it. And I I did get a chance to play boxing on the move, and on the move like. Your guy moves around, and you just sit there and just, like swing your arms, and that's not very entertaining. So, I'm telling you. Oh, the, uh, the what was the connect fight or not connect fight, but uh, just called fight or something like that. What's the game I can't slip in my mind? Ah, oh, I mean, let's see if it's, it's not on the list though, unfortunately. Yeah, but, it's just, that's what I always thought about the game. It's like a generic name. Yeah, there there are quite a few that are quite generic, but. As as a diehard PS4 guy, I might have to invest in the Xbox just because that that software interests me quite a lot. Like the like the physical of it, like the scanning of it, much more than the move does. 
I know. Yeah, that's the other thing. I just don't see like in Sony's trying to market the move. Is it's you know it's not just for the casual user with the sports games and stuff we have, but it's also going to be for the hardcore user for people who want to play with Killzone and things like that. But really, do you really think someone's going to play a shooter? I mean, most people were hesitant to go from mouse and keyboard to a controller. You think they're going to go from a controller to the move and want to play their shooters, especially hardcore type shooters that are on like the PlayStation and the Xbox? I don't see that happening. Because me, my problem with playing a shooter on the Wii, my problem with that was, is it's essentially like taking the mouse from your computer and holding it in the air and trying to aim with it. And I don't still see that. It wasn't comfortable on the Wii, and I don't see it comfortable on here, whether it's precise or not. I just don't see someone sitting here. Most people play shooters, play shooters for hours on end. Who's going to sit there for hours on end holding their hand in the air? Yeah, if 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 people want want to go play shooter, they turn the they turn the PS4 Xbox and go whack and call of duty. They don't go on the Wii and stand for hours, their arm out, getting tired, like trying to move around to like grab your guns. It just doesn't work and. That's why I think the the the, the uh, Kinect will absolutely own the move because the Kinect actually offers more to to the user than the, the uh, move does. Now you know I haven't heard a lot about the Kinect since they, uh, you know, they showed that last year at uh, what was it E three when they had the big press conference and they were showing the Milo demo and you know they even had this video that they played where you could scan your own objects into the game like there was a skateboard game and if you had your own skateboard you could. You know, show it to the uh, to the Connect camera, and it would scan that in. Have you guys yeah. heard anything else about that, or is that just something that they just showed to wow people? Because I've heard nothing. I mean, absolutely, dick all about that feature. It is possible. Uh, they're not doing it advanced as they showed there. Like I believe the Milo thing has been canceled. Like they're doing something totally different now. Yeah, I heard so Milo. I, Milo got you killed. About where you scan something into a game, they're not doing advanced as of yet, to where you can actually scan a whole deck of a skateboard and actually have the whole pattern and everything else from the game. But the Joyride game, it did when you when I was playing it at the store, it let you, when you go to pick the color of your car, you can actually walk up to the camera real close, and there's this little circle on the screen. If you put your shirt in front of it, whatever color your shirt is, or whatever color of an object you hold in front of it, that's the color it paints your car. So they're doing it a little bit, but they're not doing it with patterns yet. They're just doing it with colors. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the that they showed they showed a bit of that at your uh, gamer. Like they didn't let us go on it, but we were shown like the scanning of like colors. So like said, one of the things I thought was great, one of the things I thought was great about Connect when I was playing it is I had one of my buddies there, and this is something that's going to be really like easy for families and people of the younger audience that might not be so into video games to where they know how to do everything right off the bat. Is if you want to play multiplayer. And it's the same thing with left-handed and right-handed. Like, if you want to play multiplayer on the Wii, you set it up through the menus and whatnot and go through that process. If you want to play multiplayer on Kinect, you just start the game. You go in, you start playing, and say you're standing in front of the Kinect sensor and you want to play multiplayer, you have your buddy, which I did. I had him walk in next to me, and it automatically recognizes there's now two people standing in front of the sensor, and it splits the screen for two players. Yeah. In, like, three seconds, you're playing multiplayer. And you're bracing or you're running in the Kinect Sports games or whatever your game you're playing, automatically with like three seconds you're playing together. And same thing if you're like playing a game where you need to tell it if you're left or right-handed. Instead of selecting all that at the beginning and going through the menu process of doing it, they have all the games set up to do it automatically. Say you're playing bowling, when you want to pick up a ball, 
you let him know you're right-handed because you pick the ball up from the ball rack on the right. If you're left-handed, you pick the ball up from the left side with your left hand, and then it knows, okay, this person's going to bowl left-handed because he picked up from the ball rack on the left. And it has something like that for every single game that you do left and right-handed on the fly. And the reason they do that is any time that I'm playing and I feel, oh, I'm done playing, you know, you want to finish my game for me, I walk out of the sensor, somebody else walks in the sensor, and they can take over my game within like three seconds of a pairing to their body. Wow. Yeah, that was basically the same like that we were showing on the dance game. Like one guy would start dancing, and then a guy would walk behind him and start dancing, and he'd be scanned within seconds, and he'd be there on the main screen. And I think on the move, if you do that, you're like, have to go press start, restart the game to add one into it. So that's yeah another thing that the connect's going to have over the, uh, over the move, just how easy it is to add other players to the game. So. Bottom line, before we move on from the the connect and move argument, do you guys think that the connect is really going to do a, a much better sales job than say the move? Yep, hands down. I think so because it, it, they actually went out on the limb and they're being different than what the Wii was, and they're not just being a glorified Wii in high definition with a little bit better and more precise control. They're actually taking a leap and saying, you know what, let's do something different, and I think it's going to pay off. And, I mean, we didn't even talk about the the stuff they showed off, which I didn't get to mess with, but the voice controls of controlling your media and telling stuff to play to stop the pause, and it all does it by your voice. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff with that as well. That I mean, who doesn't want to talk to something instead of just picking up a controller or whatever? You can just look over your TV and say Xbox Play or something, and it starts playing movies for you or music or whatever. You control it all by your voice. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I love that feature. But the thing that's going to freak me out one day is when Skynet actually is interfaced with my Xbox. All P1000 comes to like your TV? Yes, yes. When uh, when basically the Xbox takes over the world because Skynet came from the Xbox. I mean, that kind of technology, I mean, I could see that being in, like in a few years being in like televisions where you don't even need a remote. You can tell your, you can tell your television. Like how, how they had an Iron Man where he would just walk in the room and the TV would be like mute. And the TV just mute. Yeah, Jarvis. Jarvis is a great concept. I mean, that's exactly what you know what you're talking about the the whole Jarvis computer system. I think that we're probably not too too far away from that. And for TM Bronx oh, in the chat room, it, that's kind of what they're doing with Xbox right now. Except you can't just walk in and say mute. You have to before you give it a command, you have to actually say Xbox, so then it knows you're talking to it. So you don't accidentally say pause or something out of nowhere, and your movie just pauses when you didn't want it to. And for, for TM Bronx in the chat room, this is for him. Get the controller. Skynet is coming to the Xbox. Run. Get away. <laughs> he asked me to do an Arnold impression, so there you go. It's there. Oh, uh, you know, moving yeah. move, move, oh, excuse me, moving away from the uh from the connect and, and move debacle, um, there was something I wanted to discuss really quick, and it's good that I have Charles on the line. Um it appears that we now have the official roster for Lucha Libre AAA Heroes del Ring. And these are the superstars that are involved in the game as follows. Abysmo. Do what now? I said or TNA Impact 2. There you go. TNA Impact the sequel, AAA style. Uh, we've got Abysmo Negro. Aerostar. <laughs> what? That name. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the the late great Abismo Negro. 
He did pass away last year. Uh, Aerostar, Alan Stone, Alex Kozlov, Charlie Manson, Chessman, Cybernetico, Crazy Boy, Dark Cuervo, Dark Oz, Dark Scora, Dr. Wagner Jr., El Apache, El Brazo, El Elijado, Electroshock, Espectro Jr., Granda, Jack Evans, Joe Leiter, Kinzo Suzuki, Killer Clown, Odele, Conan, Arriba Toss My Salad, La Parca, the chairman of the board, Laredo Kid, Marco Corleone, who we all know as Mark Jindrak, uh, El Macias, Nicho El Millionero, Octagon, Pimpinella Escarletta, Polvo de Estralis, Psychosis, Psycho Clown, Rocky Romero, Silver King, Superfly, Ultimo Gladiator, Vampiro Canadese, obviously that's Vampiro, Extreme Tiger, Zombie Clown, and Zorro. Apparently Teddy Teddy Hart has been removed from the game. So that that is your roster for Heroes Del Ring. No Dos Caras, Jim. Still, my big question is, and every time I bring it up, people that have played the game like E3 and stuff and other events tell me that this game doesn't play by Impact, and I ah, I, I actually am looking to play it on, looking forward to playing it on day one because that's my main question or my main thing I want to answer is to find out if it does because I still see how it don't. I agree. I, every video that I have seen, I swear to God, it plays just like Impact. Even down to the dun-dun, which isn't as obnoxious, but still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, you, I, don't just, I just don't see how you can have that many animations that are still the exact same as they were in Impact, and this game doesn't play like Impact. The only way I can see it doesn't is if they totally, hopefully they totally rewritten the controls, because doing grapple moves, one of your grapple moves being like hit away from the opponent in the grapple button. That kind of stuff was ridiculous. No, I agree. I mean, but uh, do you do you have the release date on this? I don't even know when this game's coming out, but it's got to be within the next couple weeks. Wasn't it like the fifteenth or the eighteenth? Wow, it sucks. Game was sucks to be this game. I'm telling you, the month of oh, October. They would have been okay if they would have hit in August. They could have got some money out of this probably, but I mean that would have been in the game kind of like even though TNA Impact didn't do all that well, but the sales they got a lot of people. I had so many people tell me that they're buying Impact to have it be their tie over game until they get their hands on SmackDown. They could have been that game in August, but then they totally ruined it, and now they're in the same month as SmackDown. Which I mean seriously, if you're unless you're a huge Lucha Libre fan and you really want to play as these guys in the game, I, I don't see a lot of people rushing out to buy this before they rush out and buy SmackDown. Uh, Sean in the chat room has it for us. Triple A's coming out the twelfth of October, so wow, eleven days from uh, from now. Sucks to be you, Triple A Heroes Del Ring. You might as well say not. Yeah, no sales. I mean, you know, October's a stacked month anyway. When you think about all the exactly. games coming out, you've got you know SmackDown versus Raw 2011, and The Force Unleashed 2 coming out the same day, October 26th. You've got Fallout New EA Vegas. Yeah, 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 there you go. EA MMA Sports coming out. I mean, this is a stacked month. Yeah, their delay really hit them in a hard month. 
not just because they're in the month with the the number one U.S. wrestling game, but they're also in here with other big top titles like MMA. That's obviously you know it's not wrestling, but it's kind of in the same league there of game type when it comes to the same kind of fan base. People usually like wrestling like MMA. People like MMA like wrestling. There's a lot of tie in there. But then just another big titles. I mean, how big uh, games like you said Fallout and stuff are. And the Force Unleashed, those are other games that people are like, well, let's see, Force Unleashed or, you know, Lucha Libre. And it's, I mean, seriously, most people are not going to go with them. Lucha Libre. Well, like I said, there's two games I'm buying this month. I'm going to pick up Fallout New Vegas probably around Christmas. But the two games I want more than anything, SmackDown versus Raw 2011 and obviously Force Unleashed 2. Aside from that, that's my that's my gaming month this month. That, those are the only two that I really really want that I have to have. I mean, I can wait a month or two before I pick up Fallout New Vegas. I still need to beat Fallout. I haven't done that yet. I haven't played it in six, seven, eight months. So I'm not in any big hurry there, but those two are just must-have on my list. So just a bad month for anything else. I mean, I would love to pick this game up simply because, well, I collect wrestling games. I'm just not going to pay full price for it. <laughs> Yeah, sooner or later, I mean, just because of what I do, I might end up having it on day one. But somehow, whether I buy it, rent it, whatever, I, either way, even if I do rent it first, which I probably won't, I never do, it'll end up buffering collection of games, wrestling games. Just because of what I do, I usually end up getting all of them anyways. You have to have a game in your hand to have a freaking unbiased opinion. Looking in the chat room, TM Bronx is asking me, which is better, the Xbox 360 or the PS3? I want to get a new system soon. I'm telling you, go with the Xbox 360. Xbox. <laughs> I mean, see, I, like, I love my Xbox more than anything. It all depends. I always say to people, it all depends on what you want. I mean, if you're looking for a great online, you obviously are not going to get that with the PS3. If you're looking for a lot of awesome shooters, you're going to use, in my opinion, the best shooters on the Xbox. I mean, but Sony does have their games every once in a while. It keeps me coming back to their system. I mean, but that's the thing. They don't have a God of War every year, so I don't play my PS3 that much. But, yeah, just like Jay said, you're probably your biggest bang for your buck is going to be Xbox, especially if you want to be online because there are so many features with their online and they're adding all the time. Speaking of which, I got the new Xbox dashboard. Uh, there a lot of people in the preview program this week. I was one of the people who got in. And they added ESPN to this thing now where you can watch live ESPN baseball games and stuff right through your Xbox. Just stuff like that. Netflix, you guys got that in Canada now? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of features like that that keep you coming back, and it's all included. Yeah, you pay for Xbox Online, but look at all the extra stuff that you get. And it all works daily. And, and unfortunately, I mean, they, they did up the price on the Xbox uh live membership 10 bucks so it's now going to be well for me it's going to be like 70 because it's it's normally 60 so in the states it's going to cost you 60 bucks for a whole year but you know what it's worth it in the end you pay you you get what you pay for and you know the ps3 is obviously a, a free service you don't really get a lot out of that i i have no problem laying down 70 bucks every every year to, to pay for my Xbox Live. I have no problems with it. I think it's, you know, it, no problem there. I would I would gladly do it. Yeah. I mean, supposedly, Major Nelson, one of the main guys in the Xbox Live team, 
they're saying that there's stuff, even if we've got the preview program update and stuff, there's still stuff that's going to be coming out by the end of the year to do with Xbox and stuff, like feature-wise that they're adding, that is going to be blowing people away that we don't even know about yet. So, And whether it has to do with Connect or what, I don't know. They ain't saying that. And you know, but that's t- another thing about Connect that not too many people uh, talk about is the thing they showed off where you can do, they kind of did it with the Xbox Live Vision camera, but with Connect you can do video calls. But now with the Connect, like they showed it off of the E3, you can actually, the camera follows, has built in face tracking. So if you're walking around your room, the Connect sensor, because the thing's like a robot, they actually warn you not to actually touch it and move it around because it adjusts itself. It always looks to find you. And it'll actually follow you around your room looking to find your face again, so it'll make sure that it's always on you. So when you're video chatting or whatever, people can always see you. And since they have the tie-in with MSN, they're going to tie that in to where not only can you video chat with people from Xbox to Xbox, you can video chat from people from Xbox to a computer that someone's on MSN. So they're tying that in the video chat from Xbox to computer now as well. No, absolutely, and and just one final note on the Xbox there, TM Bronx. You get an Xbox 360, and you can go online and play with guys like myself and the Trade Dog. We'll all be playing like Red Dead Revo- Red 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 Dead Redemption. I almost said Revolver. You know, killing each other's horses with tomahawks and knives. You know, really, I have a whole posse of people that we do Red Dead Redemption all the time, and you know, Canadian Horseman Trey. Uh, you know, the list goes on. Dead eye. I mean, I, I can think of a Why dozen. Why haven't I people. been invited to any of this? You're never on when when I'm playing. I Xbox never gets shut off. I know, but you're never around. You're always playing Halo or some shit. Boy, you play play. Actually, it's not that you're playing Halo. You're usually playing Gears of War when I see you. Yeah, I haven't played that in a while. Did you see the uh, trailer for the new DLC for Red Dead? Yeah, the undead. Uh, I, I did. Uh, you know what? I haven't picked up the newest DLC pack, The Liars and Cheats. Uh, it did I come did. out last week, I believe. And it's one that I'm going to pick up. Just the fact that I can play as John Marston now is, is pretty awesome. Um, but I am looking forward to picking up both these DLC packs. The new one, the Undead Edition, looks fantastic. I, I can't wait to play Zombies in the Wild West. That's going to be fucking a blast right there. Not to mention, if he picks up an fine. Xbox, he can play SmackDown with those that comes out. I'm sure there's a mirror. I got a crap load of people on my friends list already want to play that with me. To be fair, I'm getting criticism from you motherfuckers in the chat, especially Sean. I haven't even played Red Dead in probably a month or two. I've been too busy getting EFED stuff together. That is true. I see him on SmackDown 2010 a lot. And I did just get back from vacation, so I've I've been pretty busy. Speaking of which, as far as the EFED is concerned, I actually put together the storyboards for the next CyberStars episode, which I will have out by Tuesday. I've got the storyboards put together. I just got to put text to them all and, and record the shit and put it up. So probably Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. Imagine how crazy that's going to be when you can actually make your own signs and everything else and have them in the audience and have stuff look like what you want to look like. Oh, I know that that first that Tuesday that comes out. So glad I'm not doing a show on Tuesdays. Oh wait, I am. <laughs> Damn it, the cause cast. No, we will do a show that that day, of course, to talk about all the new stuff in the game that that probably doesn't get talked about. But 
Uh, but yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a crazy show though, because then people listening not only do we have it, they have it, and everybody can say how much they like it, ate it, whatever. Yeah, uh, for those of you that are listening on archive, and I, I know that uh, Concept just asked in the chat, my gamer tag on Xbox Live is J Jackson thirty three, and I have no problems giving that out. Just when you when you want to add me, tell me who you are. If you don't, I probably won't. Oh, add that's you. the worst. I hate when people don't tell me who they are. If you like, if you send a message and say, "Hey, I'm so and so, listen, whatever." Or I heard you say this wherever. I'm adding you. Okay, you're added. I just don't like adding people on those they are. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, definitely do the etiquette thing. Definitely tell me who you are, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll definitely add you to the mix. Unless you're Evan, of course. I might not do it if you're Evan. Just fucking with you there, Ev. Poor guy. He gets banned enough in this chat room. So uh, moving on, let, let's talk a little SmackDown versus Raw. It, it's a topic that never gets old here on this program. Before we actually do any discussion, uh, I have a little uh, audio from a video that uh, there's, a, there's an MVP mocap interview that I want to play for you guys. So well, that said, uh, here is MVP talking about SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Yours truly, Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP, world-class athlete extraordinaire, and I'm here. Hey, you gonna take my bag? You gonna have me standing in the world all day? We are here to give you a behind-the-scenes look at mocap for WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. I'm coming. Nobody can stop me. Nobody can hold me. Nobody can control me. I'm coming. Follow me, man. Everybody decent. THQ and WWE spared no expense. They wanted to make sure that the Playmaker and Ballin were 100% authentic MVP. Check out the high-tech mocap suits. Now they got one for me. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get suited up. And I'm going to show these boys how to mocap. I am SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 mocap alumni. Basically the way mocap works is this. You get an athlete. In this case, world-class athlete, extraordinary MVP, to put on a special suit that has these it's like reflective balls of some sort. It's, it's, it's really high-tech. Monday Night Raw was last night. That means officially this is technically my day off. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, MVP does not get body slam, suplex, super kick, pedigree, 619, tombstone, or any of the above. Now I want you to get a shot of Gene Simmons' boots. Gene Simmons versus The Undertaker. Okay, not really, but I just saw those interesting moves and thought I'd share them with you. I'm gonna go ahead and go through my T-pose, let the system pick me up, go through a range of motion, and at that point, I'm gonna show everybody how it's done. It's a special studio with sensors all the way around that pick up the reflective light off of these balls in a specialized suit, and the athletes go through the moves so that when you, the WWE Universe, play SmackDown versus Raw, you get the authentic motion, the authentic movement, everything as lifelike as could possibly be. Now, I'm a huge fan of the SmackDown versus Raw series. All the boys play. You know, we all have Xbox and we all have you know PS3s. We're, we're on the road, we're playing all the time, on the bus, in the locker room. So to actually come out here and be a part of it, it's a privilege and an honor. SmackDown versus Raw 2010 was outstanding, but the envelope keeps getting pushed. THQ and the WWE have taken the road to WrestleMania to an all-new level. For the very first time, 
your character can freely roam throughout the locker room area and actually throughout the entire arena where you can interact with other superstars and divas, you can get into locker room brawls. You can experience WWE like never before. In WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2010, John Cena and I had a little uh, a run-in, if you will. But this is SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Well, let's just say this. I'm friends with John Cena. I'm friends with Kofi Kingston. But when it comes to being number one, I'm not taking a backseat to anybody. I don't care if it's John Cena, Kofi Kingston, Triple H, Randy Orton, The Miz. There's only one MVP. MVP. As soon as SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 hits the shelves, grab yourself a copy. Straight up, ballin'. And so there you have it. MVP giving his endorsement on SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. A guy who is obviously uh, a mocap alumni. He said he did a lot of the moves for SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Very good uh, video if you can catch that on YouTube of MVP. There's a lot of in-depth stuff that uh, you get to see there. I definitely recommend that. But uh, Charles, Chris, you still on the line with me? It's Samir. I'm today. All right, awesome. As far as the new things that came out that we know of this week for SmackDown versus Raw 2011, as of yesterday, some more people were added to the roster. We had the likes of Mike Knox, who actually looks like a beast this year. The beard is phenomenal the beard is its own entity this year much bigger than it was <laughs> in 2010 it looks like mike knox has somebody hanging off his chin hornswoggle might be in there uh, he might be hornswoggle could probably hide in mike knox's chin uh mike knox looks better than i've ever seen him before uh of course he still has a lot of the same moves he does have the bicycle kick as a finisher and i believe he still has his uh spinning sto finish um, we've also got a couple legends that were announced. The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin both have made the cut. No big surprise there because they, they're usually in every game every year except for what, SmackDown versus Raw 2009 when we had no legends. Oh, wait, then we got a DLC pack full of legends. Go figure. <laughs> that was so off the wall and, like, out of nowhere. Like, why why this and why these guys? Yeah, I know. We got, we got Doink the Clown. We had the Bushwhackers. We had Earthquake and Vader, the only legends in the game. I think that they must have screwed up somewhere because those guys were the ones missing from, you know, Legends of WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what weirded me out. Like, you have awesome legends in Legends of WrestleMania, like Ultimate Warrior and stuff, and he is not in SmackDown. But then you got these guys in this game, and they're not in Legends. Why? Yeah, that was a very interesting year, 2009 was. Yep. One of the years it was DLC debacle. Uh, of course, some other characters that made uh, made the list. Hornswoggle is a non-playable character, a manager character. Paul Bearer obviously making his return to, uh, actually his debut in the SmackDown vs. Raw series. Paul Bearer hasn't been featured in a video game since Legends of WrestleMania. So, That's nice. true, and... Plus, with Hornswoggle, he's not only just hidden under the ring and he comes out whenever you want him to, he actually comes down the aisle with you now and then gets under the ring. That's right. So that's very interesting. Other than that, I mean, look for more information this weekend from Hell in a Cell. I'm sure that with under a month, you know, 25 days before this game is released, I think the next few weeks are going to be crucial. We're going to start hearing about things that... Uh, 
that we don't already know about. I mean, universe mode is going to be huge for this thing. If you don't know what universe mode is, you've been hiding under a rock. It's a living, breathing WWE as an exhibition mode. And if you don't like it, you can turn it off. But why well, would they you? Did, they did release another video today. Yeah, somebody said something about the Hell in the Cell. I've yet to see it. Yeah, you can view it at uh, calls.ws slash SBR 2011. The first link in the list right there, the first uh, news thread is the new video. It's with Brian Williams, game designer of SBR 2011, and community manager of SBR 2011, Aaron Kaufman Tank. He's known as on the forums everywhere. They walk you through a full Hell in the Cell match and show you some of the new things you can do in the cell. And he explains some of the things that they animate, reanimated a lot of stuff off the top of the cell. So now you can actually last ride people, chug slam people. You can even super kick somebody, FU somebody off the top of the cell. And he shows a, I believe, a last It's Undertaker versus CM Punk. And he shows a last ride Undertaker, last riding CM Punk off the top of the cell. And he goes through the announcer's table. Oh, wow. I have to check that out. I. I literally uh, was gone all day, and then I literally missed about the first 30 minutes of, of SmackDown tonight. I had to take my oldest daughter to the airport as uh, she was flying out to see her mother in Vancouver this weekend. So that's kind of had me tied up with everything. I had to kind of cut loose to what I was doing today and get her to the airport. And then on Monday, I'm going to have to probably miss most of Raw because I've got to pick her up at the airport Monday night. So that might even push me late into producing the show for Wrestling News Live on Monday, so i got to figure out what's going to happen there. But, yeah, very very busy week for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty lengthy video. It's like 7 minutes and 58 seconds long, and he pretty much just like uh, the video that Brian did the first time, he walks you through a... He played the CM Punk, and he walks you through a whole Hell in a Cell match on Legendary Difficulty. Wow, well, that's... After the show's over, that's what I'm going to check out. That's awesome. Um... But anyway, I think that's that's pretty much it as far as uh, the new things that we found out about SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Of course, Charles and I will have more information next Tuesday right here on the SNS Radio Network as uh, the Causecast will return for Episode 5, which will be nice. So 5. We're up to 5. I can't believe we're up to 5 already. I know. It's crazy, man. And we still have more coming. I'm hoping that they announce more stuff or put more stuff out tomorrow. I'm hoping the Hell in a Cell video they did today was all they have. I hope not. No. I, you know what? With Hell in a Cell happening on, obviously they did it because Hell in a Cell is happening Sunday, but I would like to think that come Sunday that you're going to see some more videos or something. You know. I would hope. I mean, we know they do update videos on Sunday because they put the first Brian Williams video up on a Sunday, which kind of blew me away. That was the first time I've ever did an update on the weekend, as far as I know. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, anyway, that's that does it for the SmackDown versus Raw 2011 talk. I really don't have anything else as far as gaming is concerned. We we talked about Little Big Planet being pushed back. I believe Gears of War three has been pushed back a little bit. Fall 2011 now instead of spring. Oh yeah, that's that's quite the pushback. They want it to be a holiday release. Which is a shame because it's actually a quite good game. I got to play it today. Quite a good game, so it's actually going to be pushed back. I can't believe I envy Crowley a little bit. Oh yeah, for going to Eurogamer. Well, you got to play Gears, and I, Gears War is my favorite. Gears and wrestling games are my favorite games. Gears of War is my favorite shooter. I wish I could play three. It'd be awesome. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. 
So with that said, guys, I'm going to open up the phone lines. If you guys want to call in and comment on SmackDown, anything we've talked about as far as uh, video gaming is concerned, the forum is yours. You guys want to stick around or uh, you're more than welcome to if you hey, like. Hey, if you want me to stick around, I'll stick around. You know me. Crelly? Yeah, I'll be here just like I can. <laughs> All right, so we'll just have a party line tonight right here on the, the SNS Radio Network, the re-debut, the Friday night version of Unplugged, every Friday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm telling you, I'm loving the move. Loving it. I don't know why I wasn't doing this to begin with. Oh, you confused me for a minute. I thought you were talking about the PlayStation accessory. No, Ooh. not not that move. That's that's a move oh, best okay. left alone. <laughs> not that move. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? How's it going, guys? This is the former Sensational Sean of the former Unplugged from Tuesdays. Tell you, we got all a host of That's shows on, on the network here. What's, what's going on, Sean? Uh, nothing much. Just <laughs> I just decided I was listening to a new Unplugged. Sounds great. I've enjoyed it so far tonight. And I uh, was playing a little Fable 2 tonight while listening. And it was just like uh, a few things popped in my mind I want to talk about. Uh, First off was the uh, the connect versus the move thing. Um, yeah, I got to see move. They brought it to uh, Sony had a, a a set set up at the exchange for uh, Camp Lejeune, and there was a couple Marines out there playing that. It looked like one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, it looked like a Wii, basically, and I was just like, "Are you really serious? This is what the move is." And I, I just laugh so hard that it's the Wii. It's the Wii redone with a blue ball on top. That's all it is. And basically, yeah, but the I ball was just. Changes colors. <laughs> it may change colors, but it's still the the Wii with the ball on top. But um, I've I've got a PlayStation I haven't played in a long, long time, and I just decided that. I may be done with the PlayStation with the fact that there's really no no new games coming out that I want to play on the PlayStation. With, with Connect, I'm really wanting Connect so bad because of the fact of what it is. Um, basically, with the fact that it's no it's motion motionless or excuse me, it's motion controlled, no controllers. Um, you just stand up in front of it. It scans you in with a 3D imaging and it detects who you are. Um, basically, it seems like it's going to be one of the one of the next steps into gaming, um, alongside the 3DS, which is coming out later next year, I think, from Nintendo. Um, it just seems like Connect is really coming down into its own, and I'm really glad that uh, Microsoft took that step with the fact that um, they killed off Milo earlier this uh, earlier this month, apparently, which was kind Poor of funny Milo. to hear about. Yeah, he he was so cool last year. We barely but... knew him, and he's dead. <laughs> I guess yes. we can say Microsoft likes to murder children. <laughs> no, that would be Linehead Studios. Peter Molyneux. Stay on it, Peter. You talk a big game, but you only be killing kids. <laughs> but apparently, they did say that uh, some of the stuff that was in the tech demo is going to be in Fable Three and possible future Fable games. So take that for what you will, but uh, they did say that was going to be in the future Fable uh, Fable Three. Um, Fable Three, by the way, is awful. Just say that. Fable <laughs> Three is not as good as number one or two. Just saying. They're all different. I mean, 
I haven't played Fable 2 since I bought it and beat it. And I just decided for some strange reason today to start playing again since I've been playing Dead Rising 2 and Fall, uh, and Halo Reach, excuse me. So I've gotten so far in Dead Rising 2 that I just want to stop for a while and play something else. So it's come down to Fable 2. But uh, yeah, I've heard a few things about Fable 3 and I'm kind of curious as to how it's going to run. Um, but I'll uh, I'll find out come a few weeks when it comes out because I think it's coming out October, November, uh, something like that. But um, yeah, that's really most of what I want to talk about was to connect. And Crelly earlier you talked about connect games, the dancing game. The dancing game is called Dance Central. Uh, Just Dance yeah. is a Wii game. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to get those two confused. Really don't want to get those two well, confused because they, uh, they have both of them there. They, they were literally t- they were literally side by yep. side. So yeah, Dance Central is by the, Harmonix, the makers of Rock Band. Yeah, but and it's, Dance Central it actually is fun looks like a pretty good game. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, and I saw a new trailer for it earlier today. Very yeah, cool. At some point, I will post a video of me dancing to uh, let to Lady Gaga's poker face because I did awesome. I got like eighty percent accuracy. You, you, See, you again, enjoy that. Goes to show you with like a, with a game like with a game like Dance Central, how other than having something, same thing with the Wii. If you want to do something with your feet on the Wii, you have to have that Wii balance board. That's how they do stuff like that. Dancing games, sports games where they're using their feet, whatnot. You don't need all that other stuff. Connect recognizes your body already, so you're getting. Yeah, in my opinion, you're getting everything and then some inside this one little center bar. That's why I'm really into it because they have an exercise game coming out right at right the day of release, and I mean that's the that's the exercise game they've been showing off since they E3 of this year, and I mean it looks really good, and I mean I'll claim it. I need to lose some weight, so this game looks like it could be the, the stepping stone for me to basically start losing a little bit more weight, and I really can't wait for Connect. Now I mean it's just around the corner, November fourth. And then you got the people that bring up price point, like connects 150. But then by the time you add up the move stuff, you're nearing that price. Because a lot of the games on the move, they don't want you to have just the remote looking thing or the move remote or the, the joystick with their, I forget what their thing is called, the controller or whatever the hell you're calling it. But by the time you buy all that stuff, especially the games that you're playing a lot of sports games where you're going like the bow and arrow and stuff like that, you need two of the remotes. And by the time you buy the kit and then you buy another remote, you're nearing that $150 price point. Everybody says, well, you can buy a whole Wii for $150, and you got everything you need to play. No, you don't, because if you get into the games, like I said, where you're wanting to play the games where you want to recognize stuff that you're doing with your feet, you're then getting into buying that balance board that they have, which is, I don't know if it retails, what are, I think it's like $80 now, $100. So you're buying that right there, but when you buy this one sensor bar for $150, which comes with the game, you then have everything you need to recognize for all the games. You're not buying all these other accessories and things like that to add on or stand on and hold in your hands. This thing does it all. It recognizes your whole body without all the stuff you have to stand on and all the other hardware they want you to hold. Yeah, it's it's really funny because uh, one of the guys, one of the Marines tried to argue that with me, that the move was cheaper than the Connect, and I, I kind of made that point to him. He just looked at me and was like, you know what, you're kind of right about that. And I'm like, yeah, so it's your choice to buy the move now. Or I know you got a 360 at the house. You can go buy the 360 Connect, 
when it comes out November 4th. So you make your choice, and then you figure it out, because I've already put my, pre- my pre-order down for the next. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? Like, you're not coming to the city or not, just like the state. Well, I'm, or I'm from North Carolina. I'm North okay. Carolina. Uh, well, do you have, like, Macy's stores around you? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Because, like, the Macy's stores and micro, or Microsoft store, those stores actually have Connect inside of them right now where you can go and try out some stuff. That you can recommend I people think- go try it out if they haven't got to play with it yet. To be honest, I don't even know if there is a Microsoft store nearby. Um, I've I know there's yeah, an there's Apple store. Yeah, and there's like an Apple store like an hour and a half away. Um, and I think there's a Microsoft store right down the road from that. So I may check it out if there is one down the road. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really wanting to check it out myself just to see how it is because I'm really into what it's going to be. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, since we talked about it a long time ago, right here on Unplugged, yeah. I mean, it's been one of those things I'm really looking forward to. Like, I, when I first seen Connect, because I hated the week. I The stuff was cool at first. It was a gimmicky thing. And then it was like, all right, I'm done with this. I had two weeks at one time, and I sold both of them. And, you know, the main thing that I cared about when they showed off Connect in the move, I cared about the Connect because it had all that voice control stuff. I said, oh, that stuff would be awesome, man. That stuff would be pretty cool. I control my movies with my hands and with my voice and all that stuff. And that was the main reason I wanted to buy Connect was because of that stuff. Not even really caring about the motor control games because I had a feeling it was going to be like the Wii. But actually going to the store and when you see how it reacts to your full body and you really have one-to-one movement with the actual avatar character or whatever character you're controlling on the screen. It really blew me that it was that good. Like, and we, here's a perfect example. We bowling, you really don't have too much control because it's still only mapping the plastic that's in your hand. Well, bowling on Connect was mapping my whole body. So it knew where my legs were, knew where my hands were, my arms. So you had to move the character on the screen like you wouldn't do in a real bowling alley. On the Wii, if you wanted to step left or right, you used the D-pad on the remote to make your guy step left by hitting left. On here, you just physically step left, and he will step over to the left side of the lane or the right side of the lane. You're moving this guy around on the screen by just walking around in your room. And it's just it's really crazy. It sounds like some minority report stuff, man, like some futuristic stuff when you actually see this stuff happening one-to-one with your body. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, I've... Like, like, like you're saying, it's like Minority Report. I mean, you're moving the stuff on the screen with your hands. I mean, it's really crazy. But uh, it's definitely, yeah, like I said... before you even go into a game. Like, when you're using your hands to move the virtual hand on the screen and select games or whatever inside that, they're going to call it the Connect Hub. And when you're doing that, which is the Connect version of the dashboard, it, it is. It's like Minority Report. You're moving the stuff around on the screen with your hands, and it's just all one-to-one with what you're wanting to do. And it's just, it, it'll blow you away if you can if anybody hasn't played, get to check it out at one of the stores. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Well, Sean, is there anything else before I take a couple more calls? Uh, there is one more thing. Um, I know a little while ago on Unplugged, we were talking about the Medal of Honor um, being banned from all military game stops. Um, today, there was an announcement making that said that Medal of Honor's multiplayer mode had swapped the name Taliban for another name. The called opposing force, um, and apparently now the game stops that are on the military bases. Um, I do know that the game stop on the Marine Corps base, uh, 
did tell me that they are not selling Medal of Honor as of now, that they are waiting to see what happens. But um, as of today, the Met- the GameStops are now reconsidering selling it because they've lost a pretty good monetary um, amount if they do not sell this game. Um, I know that the GameStops off the base are uh, taking a lot of pre-orders. I know two of the stores, two out of four stores have sold out of their pre-orders. So GameStop probably needs to say, okay, we're going to start letting these sales go on a military basis. Um, it's just one of those things that you, you think you live in a free country until you see something like this. So it's one of those things that hits you pretty hard. Well, I got to play the Medal of Honor at today, your gamer, and I and I got to play online. And there's no point at no point did it mention terrorist or anything. It just calls the the uh, guy is addressed terrorist the assault class. So unless they get inspired by something called the assault class that looks like terrorists, there's nothing they can really butt her about. Well, it wasn't even the military calling these people out. It was the um. It was some watch groups that were out there saying, you know what, you're calling these people the Taliban. How can you call them Taliban? It wasn't even the military. It wasn't even the families. It was just the watch groups. And I talked to some Marines about it, and they said they didn't care. I mean, they're Marines. They'll play any game that they can play that, that, that you're shooting somebody. Um, so it's, it's the watch groups. GameStop really stepped up and said they would not sell it on base without any arguments. Um, and I applaud them for that, and I hope that they will change their minds on it. That's just, I hope that that's how it goes. So they can make some money and not close down like Blockbuster's doing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. Well, but, Truthfully, I played the beta of that game, and I was unimpressed. A lot of people are. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it. I'm more waiting for Call of Duty Black Ops, which now has a zombie mode, which has been announced. Um so I'm more waiting along for that, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, just thought. I'd... <laughs> because, because yeah, if you haven't game, played the new Medal of Honor yet, I I recommend a rental or trying that game somehow before you. I mean, I haven't played the single player, but the online multiplayer, it feels like a stripped down version of Battlefield, trying to be like Modern Warfare Two and not succeeding in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. But uh, thanks, JJ, for me on. It's great to see that Unplugs back. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. It was good. It was good to have you on for a bit. No problem. Y'all have a good night now. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Sean. Friday night. Friday nights, unplugged, taking over the world, motherfuckers. On that note, we like blue. Yes, we do. Blue and white. We like blue and white. Uh, going back to the phone lines, five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey JJ, it's TM Bronx, man. How you doing? Oh, that's that's my favorite brother that smokes the Newports. <laughs> yes, and let me just say before I get started, I don't know who they are going to be on ten ten ten, but apparently, Crelly and I are they on ten o two ten because we share a birthday. So happy birthday to my UK brother if you're still on the line. I'm still here. Crelly schedule already booked though for American Idol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I wanted to just uh, say something about telling a cell that I kind of been thinking about this week. You know, it seems everyone, news sites, chat rooms, thinks that just because John Cena might lose someday, he's got to turn heel. No, he doesn't have to. But I would, 
what I would love to see is like a Shawn Michaels JBL thing. Cena turns heel. I mean, Cena joins Nexus. Excuse me. He's miserable. He's forced to beat down guys. He's apologizing to them as he's beating them down. But man, slowly but surely, he screws Nexus over. He purposely throws matches. Maybe he costs them titles. I mean, you could drag this out for a while. And then Wade Barrett comes along and says, listen, I know this was our agreement, but you're killing me here. You know what? I'm letting you out of your deal. And Cena, in a typical promo, says, hell no. I lost to you fair and square. I said I'm going to join Nexus if I lose, and I did that. You got to deal with me. And now, one by one, the other members of Nexus go to Barrett and say, listen, you wanted this. You promised us the world. We were the young studs. We were the guys who were supposed to take over. And now this bastard is ruining us. I'm out. Gabriel leaves. I'm out. Otunga leaves. And when it's just Cena and Barrett left, Cena says, you see, I told you I'd take you out one by one. I just did it from within. I mean, I think that would be freaking awesome. Uh, you know what? I like that idea. I'm thinking, though, along the similar lines, uh, you know, to a JBL Shawn Michaels, even like a million-dollar man Ted DiBiase slash Nikolai Volkov gimmick that they did back in 1994 when Nikolai was working for the million-dollar man and was doing things that he didn't really want to do, but he had to do it to, to put you know food on the table for his family to make a living. Uh, I like when you have a baby face put in a position where he has to do heelish things. And I think this is a good gimmick to kind of go over. But to me, the payoff would be that John Cena is getting all this baby face heat because he's trapped in something that he doesn't want to be a part of. And just when you think he's almost out of the loop, John Cena turns on everybody and it was the plan from the beginning. That is how you do a heel turn. Well, you know, the See, that right there John is what I was hoping. I'm hoping that's what they do, but I have a feeling they're going to do the whole thing, like he said, where he doesn't want to be there. He's forced to do this and he's forced to do that. I want Cena to be a heel, a legitimate heel, where he wants to be a heel. And his storyline wise, he wants to be a heel is what I want. And I'm hoping as he, every match he has now, he just randomly throws in an actual real wrestling move now. And the announcers have been pointing it out. I'm hoping that when he goes heel, he becomes of the wrestler that people have, not on WWE, but people have seen him wrestle before. He can wrestle, but his character, his storyline, he does not wrestle. He's a street fighter type guy. That's what I want to see. I want him to go in the Nexus, yes, forced in the Nexus, but then as he starts being forced to beat people down, he realizes that he likes it and he wants to be a part of this. Well, the thing is, I mean, at this point, you know, the Nexus angle, they pretty much screwed it up. But the thing is, my feeling is you have more to gain by Cena losing than him winning. Because if he loses, it immediately, I mean, the Nexus becomes, <laughs> I mean, it rises from the ashes, man. I mean, the Nexus is going to be the biggest thing if Cena gets in there. And you could do it either way. You could do it my way. You could do it your way. Either way would be great. But it sets you up the months and months of storylines up to WrestleMania. If Cena wins, and the Nexus is gone, and that's it, you know. Well, see, I just don't see the Nexus being gone. 
especially since they're running, I mean, superstars Wednesday night, they ran the bragging rights advertisement for the pay-per-view saying that Nexus is going to be there. And the next thing you know, at the end of the, at the end of the actual advertisement, that bragging rights logo slams down the screen. And then right where the E, or I mean where the N is in bragging, it breaks the N and slams in the Nexus logo. I mean, they're already promoting Nexus at bragging rights, so I don't see how they can be disbanded. And, be and not only that, Survivor Series, there's a poster with the Nexus on the uh, the cover. But, of course, it also has Skip Sheffield, and it also has um, Darren Young involved in that poster, too. So uh, it's probably an older poster. I, I just I don't think that the Nexus is done. I think that they want to kind of continue with it for a bit. You know, maybe kind of do this thing with John Cena where he is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place and has to do this stuff. But... Ultimately, I really want to see the payoff be, you know, maybe around WrestleMania, John Cena just fully turning heel and being aligned with these guys. That was the plan from the beginning. To me, that that's going to be a, a great story. It's going to get the kids just hating his guts, and it's going to be a new dynamic. By then, maybe Orton will be the draw that everybody thinks he's going to be. I don't know, but that's that's what I would personally like to see. Like when you were talking on Wrestling News Live about you heard the Nexus uh, merchandise wasn't selling well, and then while the SummerSlam it was selling out like crazy there, so no one really knows how the merchandise is doing, except people are hearing the Vince fans saying it's not doing that well. I mean, if you really think about it, they really don't have much Nexus merchandise. I mean, they have like an armband, they have a t-shirt, they have a pendant necklace thing. I mean, seriously, and to tell you the truth, when I was there, me, Marcus, and a few other people, we bought like the armbands and stuff, and a couple people there, I think Brian Williams and a couple of community members are about T-shirts. Think about it. They really don't have the best T-shirt design. It's a big freaking yellow box with a black N in the middle of it. I mean, not too many people want to wear a big N on the front of their chest all around everywhere. I mean, they could have really came up with a better T-shirt, if you ask me. I mean, not too many people want to buy that, whether they like them or not. I, I like them. I love Nexus. I'm, I don't want to see them go. But I wouldn't buy their T-shirt because I think it looks stupid. Well, two things, and they'll both be very brief, and then I'll go. Firstly... Cena t-shirt, very evil letters for the C, E, and A, C, E, Nexus logo, A, and the second thing is, who else <laughs> just went ballistic when Dave Thomas's daughter got blasted with a steel chair tonight? <laughs> uh, you know what? I was, I was pretty upset. It, it really made me want to have to go to Wendy's and buy a, you know, a Big Bacon Classic to console Dave because... I mean, how how dare how dare they have violence against women on that show? I mean, and I'm in Canada. They usually they usually don't show that shit. But the fact that that Wendy was getting her ass pummeled with a chair. I mean, come on. What the hell is wrong with the WWE? I thought violence against women was banned. Cross promotion, and I think uh, I love Wendy, so he's cool with me. I hear you. Oh hell yeah, man! The uh, I want to see them bring back the mushroom melt, man. That was the shit. But anyway, thanks a lot, guys. And, uh, uh, only on unplugged. You guys have a good night. And if Trey is listening, the Italian stallion from the Bronx loves menthol. You guys have a good evening. All right, Bronx. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Take care, man. Thanks. Only on unplugged. Could you have the craziness that we have here? I don't know. Only on the SNS radio network, maybe. I don't know. We were from wrestling to comparing burgers and value meals. Why not? The only thing we're not talking about right now is McDonald's. But, hey, it happens. 
So I tell you what, I will take a couple more calls. Uh, I'll open the phone lines up once again, 501-588-7957. And then I want to, I got an email that I kind of want to read to you guys that uh, that really, really hit me over the last couple of weeks. It was one that, you know, at one point in time, I, I had really thought about just hanging this show up. I, I really did. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I... I was almost to the point I was ready to let things go. And uh you know, like I said, it, it's a it's a very good email. We'll read that here in just a moment, but uh let's go back to the phone lines. Five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? What's up guys? This is Jim three sixteen from the room. Jim, what's up, buddy? How's it going tonight? It's going good. Did you guys uh I was I heard I heard that uh Brutus Beefcake was on on a Miami radio show tonight, and he said that he's going down to TNA, and him and Hogan are going to redo the NWO NWO gimmick again. Oh, lovely! So maybe maybe oh, that's I, maybe that's what's going to happen on ten ten. If, if that's what they are, if they are coming back at ten ten ten, I am tuning out at ten ten ten. No, no, that, that would be the most ridiculous, redundant thing in the history of that company. You know, you've already got ECW guys running around. You've already got most of the NWO already in uh, TNA. I mean, what are they going to bring back? Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, uh, you know, Stevie Ray going to come with his slapjack. I mean, you know, uh, really, Scott Norton's going to show up. You know, Buff will finally have another job again. I, I mean, who knows? I, please, God, no. I, no, not at all. I don't want to see like, that happen. They've already tried something like this when they had Scott Hall nash and x-pac in there and that didn't go over well i mean adding Bruce beefcake and oh. hogan and stuff, i mean is that really going to do anything i don't think so yes because the disciple is going to put asses in seats people oh yeah but, uh, and then when hogan comes hobbling down and then someone throws his video up on there and taking a steamer you know what at this point hogan will never wrestle again uh, if he does I will personally fly to Orlando and bitch slap him. I mean, he's old, he's I don't barely, want to anymore. He can't. I mean, I think he's so pissed off that the ramp actually narrows down again because he can't walk down barely. Uh, you know what? I like the elevated ramp. I don't know why they got rid of it. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> he was probably fine and dandy with the ramp that was even with the apron, so he didn't have to climb up anything. Well, you know, that, that ramp to me always symbolized, you know, the old uh, New Japan uh, and the early WCW ramp that they had, you know, the early 90s. That, that was, to me, that was one of my favorite times. I always loved the ramp that went all the way to the ring, and you had guys fighting outside on the ramp and doing moves to each other on the ramp. And, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know why yeah, they got rid of it. put each other through it. Yeah, absolutely. On, on SmackDown tonight, they should have had the Miz on. The yeah. I'm really surprised that there was no Miz promo. Well, we had such a great yeah. swagger one, though, you know. You think they might pull the trigger on the Miz on Sunday? No, I don't think so. Not yet. I'm just wondering, is there ever going to be an opening match where the Nexus interferes and Dolph Ziggler's not in it? Uh, <laughs> to me, it's almost showing that they don't have confidence in Dolph Ziggler as a champion because, you know, every time he wrestles for, with that Intercontinental belt at a pay-per-view, or really even at a, you know... A, on SmackDown, something always happens. You know, this is twice yeah, the Nexus. Twice have, yeah, the Nexus have interfered in his match twice. I mean, like, what what's, what gives? 
And now, yeah, uh, tonight in a SummerSlam, both teams he ends up keeping his belt because Nexus interferes. Maybe just maybe, maybe that the opening match of both. I mean, maybe it, that. Go ahead, Crowley. Maybe that would lead to him being part of Team SmackDown against uh, Team Nexus at Bragamites. It, it's possible. It, it is possible. I mean, I would like to see at some point somebody from the Nexus go after the Intercontinental Championship or the U.S. Championship. Yeah, they need belts. They do. I mean, at some point you would think, let's get a tag team together and go after the uh, the titles. I mean, what the hell? They also might. They also might. Uh, with John Cena, they might add a couple more people to the Nexus down the road. No. Some people are better wrestling. Then, then it'll be the NWO all over again. I want heel John Cena, and it'd be rough to do right now with both of them, but I want Fran Jordan to be a heel because I, he's horrible as a face. I hate it. Well, you can, see, you can see where they're going. You can see where they're going right now. If John Cena turns heel, they're going to do Cena, they're going to end up doing Cena and Orton at WrestleMania. Well, I'm sure, but that's the thing. I, Orton just, I, I just can't buy it. I can't buy him standing on the top ropes holding the belt in the air smiling and coming down the aisle smiling. I mean, it's one thing yeah, if you're going to be a face, fine. But really don't acknowledge that you're a face. Like, Austin never really acknowledged it. He didn't come down there smiling and grinning all the time. I mean, he smiled and grinned when he played a joke on McMahon or something like that. But, I mean, seriously, be the, the guy you were when the fans were turning you face from a heel. But don't really acknowledge it as much as he is. Because, like, like when Night of Champions went off the air, and he was smiling and throwing his arms in the air and the belt and everything, I was like, man, I can't even buy this. Yeah, that ruined that ruined it. Well, I don't know what the ratings though. The ratings are they need something shocking for the ratings to go up a little bit though. You know, Vince is going crazy the last couple of weeks. Well, yeah, Vince is going crazy, yeah. The ratings are going down, but it's not because these guys aren't busting their ass. It's not because the shows have been bad. It's because they've got some serious competition with Monday night football. I mean Monday well, night football is huge now. You know, and, and that that's the way it is every fall. When football season yeah, that way, starts up. I kind of feel sorry for Randy Orton. It's kind of like a smack in the face to him. I mean, like, really, you're going to put all that on him because he has the belt and you're thinking about putting it back to where it was and stuff just because, dude, I mean, Monday Night Football, I think like it's a little show. Oh, yeah. Monday Night Football is bigger than ever now. The ratings are huge, even on Sundays now. They're bigger than ever. So I don't know what you can do about it. But uh, I'm looking at the mind to hear comments like that, too. To hear comments like that, like, oh, oh the ratings. I mean, it's like... Say something like that when Monday Night Football or something that huge is not on television, your ratings start dropping like they are. Uh, I can really imagine that. Well, now the the only thing you with Aust- the, the only thing with with Austin, I want to make one point real quick. The only thing with Austin that you know when when you look at the Attitude Era, you know Steve Austin never really changed. The fans changed and started to like him, but then he actually did kind of start to cater to them. You know, well, if you think Stone Cold should. You think Stone Cold Steve Austin should whoop Vince McMahon's ass? Give me a hell yeah! You know, when you're catering to the fans, that happens. I think Randy Orton is starting to do that now. I think it's to the point where he's he stayed his character for the longest time, but now he's giving back to the fans and kind of giving them what they want. That's just kind of what I see. Yeah, that usually happens down the road with these guys after a while. You got you to make people happy after a while, you know? Well, and after a while, you got to make things a little fresh, too. You can't be... The, the, the same guy all the time he can't be stale i mean austin for everything that he did that guy was ever changing ever fucking changing i don't think six well, months would go it. by before he would change his gimmick up to some degree and something new would be happening with that guy 
if you look at it, remember when uh, Hulk Hogan was really big in WWF? After every match, he did the pose. And after every match, Austin did the beer celebration. That's people, true. People love that stuff. Oh, yeah. And people love that stuff. So, uh, you guys have a good night. All right, Jim. Thanks for calling, man. We'll talk to you soon. I will see you guys on Sunday. All right, man. Thanks. All right, with that said, uh, I think we're done with the phone calls for tonight. I, I do have an, an email that I kind of want to pull up and, and read, so uh, bear with me one second as we uh, get everything set up for the email sounder. Can I have your attention, please? Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. As I said, guys, uh, I literally kind of toyed with the idea especially after i decided not to cover nxt that i kind of wanted to to get away from you know doing a show on tuesday nights and i almost thought about just you know hanging it up focusing on just doing wrestling news live focusing on sunday night showdown and really just kind of scaling things back a little bit and I was restless about it. I thought, you know, I want to do this, but at the same time, I love to talk video games. And, of course, you know, Charles and I have been doing the CauseCast on Tuesday night, so that's been scratching that itch. And I thought, well, what am I going to replace NXT with? And at first, my thoughts were Ring of Honor. And I made mention to wanting to do a Ring of Honor thing. And then, you know... Other people heard that idea and ran with it, which is fine. I, I could have still done it, but at the same time, that's not how I roll. And then, I'll be real honest, guys. If it hadn't been for one of the people on the line right now, and that would be Crelly, who said, have you ever given thoughts to doing the show on Friday nights and covering SmackDown? And, and it was just like an epiphany. I never even thought about that. You know, we've had shows in the past like the Headlocks Lounge that have been here on Friday nights and covered that, you know, that brand. Trey's going to be bringing back the Doghouse in the near future, and he's going to cover Impact. And as much as I enjoy watching SmackDown, whether it's on, on DVR or if I catch it live, I thought it was a great idea. And so Crelly is kind of the, uh, the guy that, that kind of shifted gears for me a little bit and made me realize that I shouldn't give this show up and that I should give it another chance, and now I'm on Friday nights, and I'm grateful to be here, and I'm glad that you guys have altered your schedule to be here with me. But I also received an email. Um, I'm going to read this to you guys. This this is this is kind of the, the, the game changer for me. Uh, this comes from Chip Osborne, and I don't usually do emails on Unplugged. A lot of times I don't even put out an email address, you know, I mean, if you do want to send me emails, you can. It's Sunday Night Showdown at Yahoo.ca. But uh, Chip felt the need to correspond with me and uh, gave me some feedback on Unplugged. Hi, JJ. My name is Chip Osborne. I'm 41, live in Wisconsin, and have been following wrestling since the days when Hogan and Flair had dark hair. I've been a fan of wrestling since those first days and have always been a very proud of being so. I have followed the SNS radio network since the start of this year after hearing Trey during the Audio Wrestling Awards. And I have a tremendous amount of appreciation and respect for all of the work that you, Trey, and quite frankly, all of the people involved with this network have put in. And I know it will continue to do so. And I understand all the passion and the effort and energy that the callers have when they call in 
and the sincerity of the fan show and chat while all the time having fun. Unplugged is a top-notch show. I believe having it on Fridays is very intelligent move and, quite frankly, long overdue. People who watch Raw in general naturally follow SmackDown as well. I listened to WNL after Raw and have always felt a bit incomplete that there wasn't much of anything to listen to after SmackDown. Yes, there's MMA Now, another awesome show. But I usually associate that and usually listen to it on Saturdays because UFC cards take place then. The live MMA Now show during UFC 16 was amazing. And I'm very much looking forward to the next live commentary during the uh, next card that Brock is on. One of the best things about Unplugged is that as the phrase goes, generally a show about anything specific. A show about nothing, like Seinfeld said about his show. Yes, the beginning was an excellent recap with insightful commentary about NXT. But the show was and always has been about so much more than that. There is talk about wrestling in general, of course. There's also talk about video games. There's also talk about movies, which is a natural fit for Fridays, even more since that's when, the, uh, when most movies open. There's also talk about Star Wars. Simply put... There is talk about pretty much anything, and that is what makes it special, which in turn makes it fun. I know I've got a whole lot more to say. My next email will be discussing some ideas about TNA. And for the record, I am a definite fan of the TNA product. Perhaps that's natural for me, since it is close to what wrestling is to its core when in contrast to sports entertainment. And my educated guess is true. I can safely say that I'm looking forward to hearing Trey on Thursday nights in the future after TNA Wrestling is shown on TV. Yes, I understand how people wish to see TNA improve in certain ways, and I'm not immune to that. But at the same time, I appreciate it greatly. And for the positive things it brings, I've seen recently how people involved with covering TNA, WWE, etc. are feeling like they aren't having as much fun now, or how they need they, they need to feel like they need to take a break. Um, how they need to concentrate more on other things, and so on. I would suggest don't avoid the passion you have for something and feel that it gets better with distance, but embrace it. Be happy, because whatever difficulties one has to deal with in life usually aren't as difficult as one makes them out to be. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Thanks for the time, and thanks for giving myself and others a forum for my opinions to be heard and discussed. Thanks for the memories, the camaraderie, and for making fun times even better. Until next time, Chip Osborne. Now, Chip, thank you. Thank you so much for sending that to me. That is a well-written email, and quite frankly, when I read that while I was on vacation, it validated what I do on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, and now Friday. And I want to thank you for that. That that really opened my eyes up and made me realize that, yeah, you people love this show. And there's no way in hell I'll ever let this show go down like that. So I am back on Friday nights. It's a new beginning for this show. The page has turned. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this network and everyone involved in it, and you know, to the family, you guys, that tune in each and every week to support us on what we do, this hobby that we don't get paid to do. We take out you know, hours out of our, our week to do this, and I love to do it, quite frankly. So thank you. I want to thank everybody that's listening right now, all you guys on the archive. Thank you so much. 
And thank you, Chip. And thank you, Crelly. And thank you, Charles. And thank you, Trey. Because I couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you. I'm just, like, super amazed at how well that email was written. That was an awesome email. I, I'm serious. I read that while real. on vacation. Uh, you know, Harmony and I were were out. I had my iPod, and I just happened to look over, and, uh, you know, I, I thought, man, wow. Really opens my eyes, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I really I, I feel like you guys aren't just listeners, and even the, the guys I'm doing these shows with, you're not just my friends. You guys are like my family. You're my extended family. That's, you know, I, I'm glad to have a relationship with each one of you. Oh, I'm getting all mushy-eyed over here. But, uh, again, guys, thank you so much for for taking the time out to listen to the shows on this network. And thank you for being here tonight for the relaunch, the re-debut of Unplugged. It's, it's only going to get better from here. I promise you that. I'll say this. Uh, I told JJ this quite a few times already. And I knew, for people who don't know, I used to do video game media stuff with a website called Gaming Ring. And I left there late last year and didn't do anything for quite a few months. Was wondering, should I go somewhere else? Should I start doing stuff on my own? Should I build a whole thing from the ground up myself? And I got to thinking, I was like, that's going to take a lot of work to start something all the way over again. So I knew from day one what I wanted to do, and I knew who I wanted to be involved in it. I knew I wanted to go to calls.ws. I knew I wanted to be there because they have the best when it comes to the wrestling game community. And I knew from day one, I told JJ this, I knew from day one that wherever I went, just from the awesome work, when I got into doing his website on there and listening to all the shows on SNS, I knew from minute one, when I start going to events and all this stuff, he's going to be the guy that comes with me to do interviews. He's going to be the guy that if I do a show, about wrestling games and stuff like that over there, a podcast. He's going to be the guy that's on the show with me. And from day one, he was that guy. And it took a while until we got everything set up and I actually figured out what I wanted to do. But I got in and started doing some with calls. And like I told him, I knew day one, because all the hard work he does on there, and I know the quality of what comes out of when it's all over and said and done. That's what I wanted for wherever I was at. And that's why... Right now, me and him do the calls cast, and everything I do in the future, audio-wise, JJ will be the guy that I do it with. That's cool, man. I, I look forward to it. I think we've got we've got a lot of things going, you know, right here on this network, and even you know my interactcause.ws. I, I'm looking forward to the future, man. Things are good. Um, I do apparently have another <laughs> have another email. Um, well, this is just fresh off the presses. Um, this one comes to us from uh, well. From James Stone. The Trey Dog is still awesome. That is all. Thanks. Love your show, Trey Dog. <laughs> Trey had to throw his two cents out there. Oh, man, that's that's good stuff, Trey. Thank you so much for that. On that note, um, well, we've, we've gone a little over two and a half hours tonight for the, uh, for the Friday Night Unplugged. So I think this is the time to kind of end things and... Again, I want to thank Charles Shane for coming aboard. I want to thank uh, Crelly for, for doing all that he does, especially with the news. You're, you're a big help, my friend. I also want to thank my partners over at WrestleZone.com for, for helping out with the promotion of this show and all the other shows here on the network. So, again, it's like a, it's like a chain. We're all family here, and uh, I, I just I couldn't do this on my own, and I'm so glad that you guys are here to help me out with it. So, so thank everybody. You know, Thank you so much. 
on that note, I do have uh, a special song of the night going out to the PlayStation Move. So with that said, guys, I will catch you again for another episode of Unplugged next Friday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. Stay tuned this weekend for another episode of uh, World Wrestling Revolution, the guys out of Dublin, Ireland. I will try to get that up as soon as they get me the archive. This Sunday, don't forget, I'm back on the air with Mark the Shark DiCarlo and uh, who the fuck is Internet Dave for another episode of Sunday Night Showdown as we cover Hell in the Cell live right here on the SNS Radio Network and Monday Night Wrestling News Live, the season premiere, if you will, comes back. Big night for Wrestling News Live, the season premiere, and, of course, Tuesday, the Causecast, myself and Charles Shane, and all the latest news on SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. With that said, guys, he's Charles Shane, he's Chris Crelly, I'm JJ Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic, and you've just been unplugged. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? Does that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. Is that Baxter? Baxter! Oh, oh, that's not Baxter. Oh, sweet Jack Lord's hair! That's a Mastiff! Well, I have to remember to close the front door when I bathe. Oh, that definitely is a Mastiff! No! Lord, damn it, help me! It's a monster! Oh, get down from me! Oh, thank you for listening to my album! Come on, help me! Get this bastard off me! Oh, my God! Help me! So powerful! So strong! The jaws are strong! They're really strong! Oh, it's a beautiful creature, even though it's ripping into my flesh! Help me! Paul! Paul! Get one of my golf clubs! Start beating it over the head! Help me! I'm losing consciousness! Someone help me! Oh, massive! <coughs>
guys are still here the show's over i'll see you next friday night go do something with your lives go play xbox or ps3 or go make babies i don't know i'll see you guys next week show's over good night